0: All right, everybody, welcome to Lifestyle Medicine, Episode 1. Today we've got Javier Rodriguez. So Javier, thank you for being here.
1: Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Thanks for having
0: me. Yeah, you bet. You bet you're number one, man. So just to give you guys a background, a little bit on Javier. So I met Javier back in it was 2013, correct? Is that when we met, 2013? Five years oh, into the program? Pro-
1: Around there, yeah, yeah. Twenty thirteen. We we're in twenty yeah. nineteen. Yeah, yeah. And
0: I think you guys were halfway through the program, and all of the new people, um, Michelle, and those people had just come in. And
1: I think I was like, that "Was two the days. first year of theirs?" Correct. Correct. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Was it the first semester or the second semester? No, they had been
0: there like two days, and I showed up.
1: Oh wow!
0: It was right away. Wow. So to give nice, the people yeah. that are listening to give context to this, Javier um, has been a lifelong martial artist has been in, um, involved in fitness and health and Chinese martial arts. But Javier was a part of a 10-year program, but you you were in there for nine total, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so a mm-hmm. nine-year program with...
1: I came in on the second
0: year. Okay, okay. Um, mm-hmm. With Dr. Yang Juing Ming. Dr. Yang Juing Ming, for those of you who don't know, is a world-renowned martial artist and Chinese medicine practitioner who has been hugely instrumental in disseminating this knowledge to the West. He's got how many books, like 30-plus books correct
1: 40 yeah ish
0: yeah yeah, he has a lot so he's a very well received and very prominent figure in the martial arts community and Javier was part of this program where you guys lived there for 10 years Mm full-time just like students right it was like a nine-month thing with summers off but you guys technically still had to teach seminars during the summer for the general Mm -hmm. public and the people that were a part of the association so Mm -hmm. Javier did this um jumped in on this program with Dr. Young because Dr. Young felt the traditional martial arts were dying, right? There was, that was kind of the push for this, correct?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So Javier came into this program and they had been there for five years and they were living full-time on the mountain, 240 acres in uh, in Humboldt County, but what was where was specifically Miranda, California?
1: Yeah, Miranda, California. Yeah, yeah. Salmon Creek. Okay, there we go. <laughs> yeah. So Small town, Miranda, small town, 300 300- that's about it. 300 people. Yeah, it is small. Yeah. It is small. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I met Javier back in 2013 when I had just graduated from acupuncture school. And when I came in, I was looking for a reprieve, essentially, from my master's program because I was so exhausted and so wiped out. And I'd always been a fan of Dr. Young's work. And when I heard about the program, I read on the website that you could go there and essentially live and train with the disciples. And live off the land essentially for for a period of time. So, I dedicated two months. I lived with you guys full time. And at mm-hmm. that five year mark, I think when I came in, they had a new wave of students that were coming in for which program was that? There was a secondary program. What was it?
1: That was the five year program. Mm-hmm. And that it was, was a program. and it was the
0: same content that you had been learning.
1: It was yes, yeah
0: just a shorter time
1: frame. Right. Shaolin, Tai Chi, uh, actually no Qigong. Um, Okay. Shaolin, Tai Chi, meditation, Mm -hmm. little Qigong, if, if Qigong. Yeah. Neigong, Neigong, right. Yeah.
0: So, Javi, for the people that don't, that don't know. I mean, I, I kind of gave a basic intro to, to Dr. Young's program, but can you flush that out a little more detail? Like his what, program, yeah, his program, what he did with his life savings, his mission, right. you know, and, right, and, right. and, and why you got into it, how you applied all of that. Cause I think it's a pretty, it's a pretty cool story.
1: Mm-hmm. I think he would, I think he, you know, over the years he already had taught, you know, 30 years.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, his whole mission was to thoroughly pass the arts down Mm -hmm. as best he could and then also start to see uh, a progression of improvement so as to teach the students to be better uh, than him in a way Mm -hmm. Um, so what he was observing was a decline and what he called the 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 arts as dying and he saw the arts as dying over the years and he also was dealing with the difficulties of teaching in the city Mm. so students would come and go a few days out of the week and it was more extracurricular it was hobby it uh it was very different from what he I think envisioned, but also traditionally and culturally, what was what it was meant to be. Whereas, um, the student essentially committed their, I guess, their life. You know, they they bowed down to the teacher, the master, and and the teacher became the role of not only teacher but father. So you know, the word uh,
2: Mhm.
1: That's what that's what the the meaning is, uh, teacher father essentially, mm-hmm. teacher father. Yep. And you know it's hard to say uh, what that grew out of historically. I imagine you know maybe um, young men didn't who didn't have a, a, a father or you know maybe um, uh, displaced uh, families or something like that. Mm-hmm. Old teacher, old master, old wise one. You know, please accept me and you know teach me what you know. Um, because the culturally and in in, Chi- in in Chinese Chinese culture, I think in ethnic cultures, the the elders were highly respected for their experience and their knowledge, and you know that's where the the younger generations always went to. They went to the elders, and in this particular culture, they. There was a commitment that was made. There was a uh, a process that you went to uh, went through a ceremony to one offer yourself as student, and then two the teacher accepting you as student as son. So uh, yeah, right. So that's the tea ceremony, mm-hmm. which which I which I did, and and
0: just to ask a quick question on that the tea ceremony, uh-huh. the tea ceremony is that's the which would, would you call that the introductory process into the discipleship like how that starts is that what you mean that's
1: the formal ceremony that's okay. the formal ceremony where and 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 you already know okay well you, you already know okay yes he'll he'll accept you so you do the ceremony you do a series of vows mm-hmm. and then you offer tea you offer mm-hmm. tea and then if he takes it and if he drinks it then he accepts you uh-huh so that's how the the ceremony goes very cool um and you know for us that that have so those those 5 year students that you spoke of earlier mm-hmm. they went they went through their discipleship ceremony at the end of their program and their graduation mm-hmm. i did mine at the beginning interesting right yeah um so we all did that, and we all, you know, we all had an idea in a sense. Okay, yes, that he would accept us. But I guess, like maybe historically, you didn't know. You went through these series of bows. You 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 bowed um. like at about seven seven or eight feet away. <laughs> you yeah. did like three bows. You took like three steps forward. You did like a um, uh, a, a few more bows, and. And, and then, you know, somebody uh, like an older brother, elder brother, he offers you, he gives you the tea and then you take it and then you offer it to, you know, to the teacher. And that's when he takes it.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: He picks you, you know, he picks you up and then gives you a hug. And then there's uh, the red envelope is, there's a red envelope that's exchanged too. So, so that's the, that's the ceremony we got on uh, the ceremony there. So he what he was looking for was um, an environment and a setting where he could train the students on a daily basis
2: mm-hmm.
1: compared to being in the city where it was come and go. And then, and not only wa- were they sharing their Kung Fu time with school, family, friends, other extracurricular uh, activities, then you had graduation and then you would go off to college. Mm-hmm so there was there was a lot of that that he experienced i guess and he essentially in my opinion he wanted to have some lifelong students so okay so and over the years he's thinking well what's the best environment to do that maybe the maybe building a an environment similar to that of ancient times Mm -hmm. um would facilitate that the teaching to the depth that he that he Envisioned
0: so well that, that, that then was, he started to
1: seek out the mountain,
0: yeah, and that was the and piece started, yeah. that was the piece that struck me when when I I found your program online just doing searches you know I was looking for like a the thing to do after school and when I found you guys, I remember thinking this is unreal like in modern times when attention spans are so limited mm-hmm. and we're in the technological era where everyone's got their face buried in a phone and 10 years ago it was less so but it was still there i mean the technology More so now yeah. it's even way worse now but
2: yeah.
0: when i heard that that you guys were dedicating that much time and were willing to commit for that long in yeah. ancient practice in modern times people talk about that a lot that's mm. i mean i'm in i'm in chinese medicine the field right and i'm talking mm-hmm. about chinese medicine ancient practices and how we can apply it so there's a lot of a lot of talk, but I was like, but these people are actually really doing it. And that's going to come with Mm -hmm. some very real struggles, you know, especially Mm -hmm. so when you guys would, and just to remind me out of the 10 year program, how many people originals graduated?
1: So in the first year, yeah, five, second year, five came first year, five came Uh and then second year, another five came. Uh Uh-huh. I think that yeah, for a total of ten. I think that was it. And out of the first year, uh, one
0: graduated. <laughs> right. And to the end. To the end of this ten-year program. To the end. of this That was graduate. that was Jonathan, yeah. right? Jo-
1: yeah. Yeah. John John Chang John Chang yeah. And then me and Frank came in on the second year, and then me and Frank graduated. Right. At the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah technically nine year nine year program
0: right, and so yeah. you had uh, there were so a, a number of people dropped out right as a result of dropped that. dropped out, yeah, or got voted off the, <laughs> <mountain>. the island <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, like survivor, right <laughs> yeah, fair enough, yeah, understandable, I mean, given I know it, and it seems like the people that were there that met these challenges, which is totally understandable, it was, yeah, what was it, what did you see? from the people, um, was there any continuity in the reasons why people left? And if so, like, what were the, why did they, why did people leave? You know, what, what weren't they able to adapt to or handle? Because yeah, I'm curious.
1: And in the the first year, uh, I wasn't there. Right. Um, Let's see. There was, there was one guy and Dr. Young likes to tell this story. There was one guy who came, and he was, I think maybe two or three days into it. He's like, you know, I thought it was gonna be like the movies where I like <laughs> learn really fast, and you know, we just go. And he's like, I didn't realize that you'd be doing the same thing every day. The monotony, you right. know, of it, the repetition. Right. So, so that's interesting, you know, the 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 expectation because of uh you know due to the movie culture. Yes. Yeah. The movie montage. Yes, <laughs> of course. Well, yeah. I have to just Basically my basically my montage lasted, you know, 9 right. years.
0: Right, right. Yeah. No, I mean, and just to speak to that that, that was really a, a funny thing about when I was so when when I was looking to go to the mountain and I started I found your YouTube page. And I started like going through all of your, some of your videos and you mm-hmm. had one of your testing routines, like various clips of you testing, like at the end of a semester. And it was paired to the Bloodsport soundtrack, like the Kumite. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, yeah, dude, like I can so get behind <laughs> this. And I was like, I got to talk to this guy because I love that you made a montage of yes. training to Bloodsport, <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> which was yeah. like
0: in our first conversation at that table, it was like during lunch. And I was like... So you're the guy that did the blood sport montage, bro. Like you're you're speaking my language. But yeah, yeah I mean there is that sensationalized thing of like, you know, yeah. I think there's a piece of of a lot of guys, myself included, that we want to like retreat, isolate, cultivate, and like yeah. figure out our potential, you know, that masculine potential in in a balanced way. And not right. be not be oppressive or, you know, um right. in any capacity. But I think that's that's like a dream, but I think that there's so much eating bitter that we don't realize how much how difficult yeah. it would be and that's um just to interject this piece when I was there I was there for two months eight weeks it's not that long really I mean it's a long yeah. time for a like an outsider but I live with you guys full time for that two months and I remember I remember being intimidated going the first thing mm. I thought was you know I'm 6'2 240 so I'm a big guy and I and I watched all these videos you guys were like flying off walls you know like smaller frames just kung fu wizards And I was like, I have, you know, I'm not a slouch in the martial arts arena, but I'm also not, you know, to the level that you guys were. And I was just like, God, this is going to be so weird going into like all these really accomplished martial artists. And you guys were so welcoming. You guys were so down to earth and so friendly. And that was, um, that was really nice because that made it, that made it easier for me to be a part of the group and to train and everything. And you guys were (laughs) understanding, understanding of physical limitations. Like you're you're obviously not going to be doing the flips or whatever that, you guys do, but that was really nice. But I mean, I remember a lot of stuff came up for me at the same time. I was just like, "Geez, mm. you guys are up at six a.m. You meditate from what six to six forty-five, right? Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. you guys do qigong from seven to nine, eight. eight, okay. And then it was breakfast, mm-hmm. right?
1: Yeah, and then eight to nine, eight
0: yeah. to nine, and then nine to twelve was qigong taiji training, yeah, right. Yep, and then twelve to two is lunch. Was that correct? Mm-hmm. Lunch right. and rest. Lunch and rest. Gotta get that nap in. Oh, yeah. I napped every day while I was there. I never forgot. I was like, every day I took a nap. Yeah. And then 12, or I'm sorry, 2 to 7 was the external hard training, like Shaolin and yep. the various things that you guys do. And then it was Course like it dinner is, time yeah. from 7, seven to 10. 7 to 10 is like dinner time and you guys were, were working on media production mm-hmm. and things. And I remember just going through that routine, and I was like, "This is a hell of a day. Like this is a this is a very intense routine. Long
1: days, yeah. long
0: days. So that was a, that was impressive to say the least to see you guys do that and to and to be a part of it. It was very cool. I really liked it. So the people that um that did stay, that made it all the way through the program, that mm. that did it like yourself, um, Frank, um, you know, John Chang, the people that went through. What was the what common thread did you guys share like what was the commonality between you guys what, what would you say is the same in terms of the people that had the grit to stay
1: well i you know it was just a matter of that's a good question is it, yeah I, I don't know the commonality we we were just like you know we're just we're just gonna be here whatever happens happens and whatever comes comes and you know, you have the you have this new program start, you know. So you want to help them. You have these guests that come. You want to help them. You know, you want to help the you want to help. You know, your teacher also. You want to you know see through your commitment. It could have been you know maybe the the commitment. You know, because we all made the made that commitment, and maybe for us we took it seriously, mm-hmm. and maybe others others didn't. That's you know that's been. A what would you say uh, a criticism,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and just a I'm sorry, dog, you can't, can't be <laughs> up here right now. <laughs> oh, oh, the joys on, of live recording. <laughs> oh, <Claire. laughs> uh. so I took my I, I took my commitment seriously. Yeah, and I know John did, and Frank and, and Frank too. Yeah, you know maybe more so John. He's you know he's Chinese. Mm-hmm. I'm not Chinese, and it was hard to. It, it, I think it was hard to connect to the culture, to that ceremony, sure. and then to the what that meant in terms of commitment, especially for Westerners, for Americans. Like for Dr. Young, he's like, look, this is this is a whole ceremony where I accept you as essentially another son mm-hmm. And you know you we both adhere to this commitment, you know, for the next ten years. but, to I think a Western mind, it didn't. There, it, it's not a Chinese thing, and it's there's no apprenticeships of that type. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. School is not like that. hmm So they, you know, they. It, I don't want to say they didn't take it seriously, but there maybe there was no connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of like feel, deep feeling, and uh, the hardship, the bitter and the acceptance yeah of 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 just whatever and and you know yeah yeah, maybe the pressure the pressure of the the day-to-day uh and then the expectation also you know because a lot of people are like well you guys are going to be badasses
2: yeah sure
1: (laughs) sure wait what yeah you know yeah so there's that too it's like oh okay so now after oh at the end i'm supposed to be this way or that way or you know fair enough yeah i and you know that's kind of that can be intimidating too it's like oh well i have to be able to perform to uh, a certain level and at some point it's like i'm just gonna be who i'm gonna be and accept what i can my body's gonna be aging learn what i can and it's it's very um it's it's a it's a lesson of letting go Mm-hmm. And, you know, and people will be like, people are, people wonder, well, what can you do? <laughs> yeah. right? Show your wizardry, right? Yeah, exactly. Right, like, right. I breathe good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I have, I do have to say though, I mean, I've watched, I've watched you move. I've watched, you know, John move. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys, mm-hmm. I mean, he's impressive to say the least. I mean, you guys definitely, the skill that was cultivated in that context, I mean, I remember thinking even at the five-year mark, I was like, damn. I mean, I know you guys came from backgrounds, right? That you guys, um, there's yeah. a lot of natural natural talent in that group, of course, yourself included. But there's a lot of people that are talented that don't hone that di- and hone it with discipline and just fine-tune the hell out of it for the duration that you did. You know, it puts you onto that trajectory, which is pretty cool. But that it was, it was impressive.
1: what helped that may have been what what helped, at least for me. I had that background in martial arts. Yeah, John d- and John did too. Yeah, let's see. You know, there was a couple other guys that that did, and, and others didn't. Frank didn't. Mm-hmm. Frank didn't have a background in martial arts, but he saw it through. Yeah, and he really. You know, and and
0: we he, had, he got he was good. I mean, he moved really well. It, like I, I was, I remember watching. Oh him yeah, being like, I was being like, wow, that's you know. Phew, oh yeah, it's impressive.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and he changed a lot. He, and he changed a and lot. And he was older, right? Older than you guys. He actually, yeah, he came in when he was... Oh, well, jeez, I don't remember now, but... Four... I think he's 40 or 41 now. He was older. Yeah, he came in when he was older. I want to say like maybe 30 right. or something. Right. I Can't mean, in, quote the, me on that, in the context something of... Something like
0: that. Yeah, in the context and of life. we were life. all in our mid-20s. Right, right. You know? Right, in the context of... I was it, like... Yeah. It, go ahead, go ahead. No, just in the context of aging, right? Like 30 or 40 is not old. But we think... But in terms of martial arts and training this stuff, starting yeah. at 31 by, you know, these standards is technically late.
1: Like you're older, you know yeah so and we were being pushed hard too darjong was pushing us hard you know it, it every day it's like you you know you you expected to you to do your best mm-hmm. and you wanted to see that you know, that you were putting that that effort and it it's very physically demanding
0: yeah <clears throat>
1: to say the know. least so yeah the ideal age is teenager mm-hmm. teenager 20s like that Quentin, he came in when he was 13,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
1: and, and the, I would say, yeah, the body can, the body could withstand that. The body could, could take that, um, thirties, you know, thirties and forties. It's, 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 hard. It's hard. So I would say that preparation is key, mm-hmm. right? And, and so that's one of the things that I try to do coming in to the program was to be prepared as best as I could um, in terms of strength, conditioning, cardiovascular. Sure, that's what I did. So it's interesting because that it forced me to accept cardiovascular training. Forced me to uh, learn to enjoy running. because when I was a kid growing up, I didn't like running because mm-hmm. you know it's all heart and yeah, air, lungs. <sighs> yeah I, you yeah. know so i was like well we're gonna need to be we're gonna run every day i i knew that going in we're gonna have to run the mountain every day so i gotta you oh. to learn about this running thing you know That's what i mean right
0: so, that that fucking mountain <laughs> oh my god yeah you guys had yeah. to walk down so just segue for the people that don't know about this this mountain i mean Metaphorically, right, they refer to Dr. Young's property as the mountain. And it is, I mean, the it, mountain. Yeah, it's like it's the mountain and it's very cool. And it does have that vibe and the feel and the look when you're there. But the thing that Javi is referring to was this incline. So to get to the property, you've got to go up an incline that's, I mean, damn near 45 degrees for mm-hmm. portions of it. I mean, it's just so steep. Yeah. And um, you guys, when I was there, that was a daily activity and you guys were running it with weights you guys had like weighted vests where you would and it was about a mile down, right? I mean, give or take that
1: less than a it was less than a mile. Was less like than a three, mile.
0: Three quarters of a mile, maybe. Some yeah. yeah okay. Something
1: like that. So it if, was just that freaking incline. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it
0: was. And it was like I remember <laughs> And we, the weight and the weight. <laughs> you guys had these these fucking vests that I was just like, What are you out of your mind? But I was like, This is so old school gung fu. Like this is what yeah, yeah. But when you guys would we would all walk into the bottom and then it was like people would wear weights and then and they would just start jogging up this this mountain and I remember I mean given my frame like I never ran it once I just walked it and as quickly Mm. as I could and I mean Mm -hmm. I was soaked in sweat every time and Mm -hmm. was like winded every time I got to the top and I I never ran it I was just like just like fast walking up it and i was like you, you guys no. are in amazing shape like to just be able you to can't walk. run that dude you can't you can't
1: i and, and once i got up to like 40 pounds 50 pounds 60 pounds it's you can't run you're just like power walking yeah the best you could do is power walk yeah that's long, exactly long, what i did long what do you call it uh um like bear crawling long steps <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah on all <laughs> fours <Bear crawling> eventually <laughs> right i mean yeah. i had
0: those days yeah. where i'm like you guys all left me in the dust and i come back up and like you guys are on to the next training and i'm just like you know arms up oh, sucking oh, really? wind like whew, like holy shit but that was um yeah it was, you guys did i still that. do that yeah. i still
1: go back and do that when i'm there and it's one of the things i love yeah it's just but i don't put the weight on
0: yeah smart <laughs> i don't put the weight on well let's segue into your um because you you sustained uh you you had some injuries i know you all everyone had injuries, right? Tweaked things here and there, but you actually had to have surgery at one point. Yeah, you had something happen yeah. in your second year, correct?
1: Or was it your third year? Or when was it? Maybe third, maybe third or fourth, third or fourth. Yeah, it happened before you came.
0: Yeah, you were must have been my fourth. You were third. you were healed, um, and you had quote unquote recovered from it. But I think you had some kind of surgery that put you out appendix. for a little while. Yeah. So was it your appendix ruptured?
1: Yeah. Panics ruptured and and yeah. so
0: that happens to people that don't go through these physically exhausting things but what was right. your take on it did did the extreme training and stress of all of these things contribute to it or do you feel like it was just a you know happenstance i'm, think,
1: I'm thinking i'm thinking that i pushed myself too hard and i i, I remember the moment where i was just I, I wasn't respecting my body, basically what it was. I wasn't, I wasn't listening to the, mm. the limitations of my body, and it basically was just a push up. That's all I was doing, just push up with resistance. And I was just—I uh, remember just pushing everything out, just pushing everything out. Mm-hmm. And I feel that was the moment where my appendix appendix ruptured. Mm. But you prior felt you felt you felt
0: it. You felt it. I
1: didn't. I didn't feel it but what I felt was my intention to Mm. push yeah and I feel like that was that that contributed to it but the summer we that was like the first week of the semester wow so the summer prior to that it was vacation Mm -hmm. and I wasn't mindful of my diet
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and and so I had I had a I had some digestive issues. I realize now, and and then coming into the first week, I just pushed it too hard, mm-hmm. trying to get back to because what you try to do is get back to or improve upon where you were at the end of the last semester. Right. Does that, does that make sense? It does. Yep. So I went into that first week of the semester, and it's like, okay, let's go instead of just a, you know a nice smooth day. Improvement, yeah. In Incline. Mm-hmm. So my appendix ruptured, but I didn't know. Like my whole body was sore because I was training, and you right. know it, it took a couple of days for soreness to wear off. And then my my abdomen was hurting, and that was like waking up, waking me up in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. You know, just gripping, gripping pain, and mm-hmm. I couldn't sleep. And then in the middle of the night, I finally did some, I did some research. And I was like, I think it's my appendix. So oh, yeah. I was like, I was like, okay, I should go to the hospital. And then they're like, okay, check. Well, let's do meditation first. And then we'll, we'll go check. <laughs> it was like that. It seriously happened oh, like that. Oh, so that's so yeah, hilarious. That's awesome. Yeah. You might
0: have this rupture inside. But we're going to go meditate yeah. first.
1: Yeah. Then we'll go to the <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, shit. I, I, had been up, I had been up since like two. it was like two and then i was like researching and waiting for dr young to get up and it's like five five thirty and then and like you know i think my appendix (laughs) ruptured uh i should probably i I should probably go to the hospital he's like he's like all right you know he 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 thought i had um an ulcer Mm. based on the pain that i was describing Uh i had no idea he thought it was an ulcer he's like you just probably have an ulcer you know said okay but the it was it was just waking up in the middle of the night and then there's was research and i was like okay i think i need to go to the hospital he's like all right well uh you know let's wait let's wait till after meditation <laughs> okay yeah yes yeah. so we'll no, get something to eat first and then go <laughs> it's just, it was just like that and then the doctor was pissed really he's like i mean yeah he's like i don't know if i can save your life what he, he's like i don't know you know you could make it but you're gonna be under you know we'll have to keep you here for you know for a few days and and you're going to be in under antibiotics. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. And he was, he, yeah, obviously he was stimulated by it. Mm-hmm. But he, and, and I'm not sure exactly why, you know, maybe he was wondering, why did you wait so long to come in? Because oh, so your body's got it septic, your body's septic. They actually had to do like a partial cecumectomy because, because the, 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 what would you say, the the part that was toxic, you know, after the appendix ruptured, mm-hmm. you know, spread out and then, and then it started to make the other, you know, intestines was, which was the cecum part of, that's part of the intestine right there mm-hmm. inflamed. And so they had to, they had to go in and, and remove a partial cecum. So it's called a cecum eptomy. He said they had to do a partial cecum eptomy. Wow. Yeah. It wasn't like, it wasn't a standard procedure. I had to be in, I had to be in a, I was there for seven Seven days. Wow. Yeah, seven days. Yeah. I had never been in the hospital, you know. Yeah. I never had any any yeah. surgeries or, you know, anything like that. So that was a pretty significant experience, you know. I basically could have died.
0: Yeah. And yeah. And I
1: guess I died.
0: Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. Mini death, right? But you lived. So with the injuries that come up from the people that train on the mountain, um, how do you... I mean, it's a thing that I, I talk with other martial artists people who continue to train right yeah. they they wanna i think that's there's a weird thing we especially training martial arts i mean anything athletic right people get injured and there's mm-hmm. a there's a weird edge there that you have to walk like anything athletic even if you're rollerblading or skating or biking, you can fall and break stuff, so there's always an edge with anything athletic that you're gonna be risking a piece of your body, but the payoff True. is health and all these other things, so it kind of comes with the territory to a degree. So how did you guys navigate how did you navigate the injuries how well were you able to quote unquote take care of yourself in those times and um yeah what what was that like how did you navigate that
1: It was um for me I I draw I drew on my yoga experience mm-hmm. and thank thankfully I had that If I hadn't had that I didn't I don't know what I would have done because it's just basically a lot of young 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 and you're you're pushing the body pushing the body pushing the body um relatively yoga is into that and can balance that so i that's what i did one of the things that i found interesting was when we like first started the first half of the day you know let's say seven to noon
2: mm-hmm.
1: was was our what as dr young would describe you know, the yin training. He said, that's your yin training. Right. And then after break, after lunch, that's your yang training.
0: hmm
1: And that's where he said, uh, you know, push the body. So I remember in the mornings doing white crane qigong, you're being just completely tired and just exhausted and sore and tight. hmm But the white crane qigong was really interesting because... You could do it with your eyes closed,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
1: and it's like I could be asleep right now, You're but right it's just nice soft wave like motions it and, is yeah, and this was and this was a uh, this was interesting, it was just a like em- embodying that experience and sort of observing myself and appreciating that that small moment and that practice in terms of um and an expectation of the rest of the day, mm-hmm. right? So in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, well, and you're always wondering, well, what are the, you know, it's you're always wondering why, why am I doing this? Why mm-hmm. am I doing that movement? What's this for? What's that
0: for? What's the point? Yeah.
1: Exactly, right? So when you're tight, when you're stiff, you know, and you're like, you just want to go back to bed, it, this was such a a, a calm, moving, Practice that stimulated the blood and just allowed your body to wake up very slowly, so as to, you know, uh, yeah. move the move the blood through, you mm-hmm. know, facilitate that cell replacement. Mm-hmm. And then, so this is one of the things that I that I learned and that I um, jumped onto and said, okay, this is important. If I really want to push myself, I did. You know I really wanted to push myself, see how far I could push this was gonna be key to how to recover, how to um, basically rehabilitate, yeah, and almost real time
0: mhm you know what I mean as you were doing it, yeah, yeah,
1: so the awareness has to be uh, the awareness has to be there one when you're when you're in the activity, so how far do you push, pull or Twist uh a joint, how much resistance can y- your joints uh sustain, and for how long so you really have to listen if you do too much, then you just injure yourself
2: mm-hmm.
1: if you're if you're not trying to push yourself past your limitation, then essentially you're not really working, and so that was one of the lessons of the appendix was to stay within those parameters right yeah
0: well so let me just side tangent here a little bit hobby just for the people that are listening people that are hip to chinese gong fu and chinese medicine will be like know exactly what we're talking about for people who don't so for the people that that are listening to this and that don't know qigong is so we have in the, in the chinese medicine spectrum and the martial arts spectrum especially coming out of china they have the the martial arts, which is seen as like the, the yang fighting aspect, um, there's definitely health benefits for sure. But anytime you move your body, it's good for you. And then they have the qigong, which is more the soft, restorative, meditative side of the arts. Mm-hmm. And it goes with that whole yin-yang counterpart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're needed to, to feed one another. And in theory, doing both makes you a complete or whole more whole practitioner. So that was always a piece that I liked about the Chinese martial arts is that they focused on, there were some very real restorative things that were really encouraged. And it was, um, you know, they said like, you know, the, the Dantian doesn't necessarily, the lower, you know, lower Dantian doesn't necessarily cultivate just by sitting still. You do have to move your body. So it has a gravitational mm. center. So, so when you, when you're talking about the Qigong and when you were doing it, um, mm-hmm. how would you describe, given your, you know, your experience now, there's mm-hmm. a lot of different definitions that are tossed mm-hmm. around about what Qigong is, what, you know, what Chinese gong Fu is, but what would you say, about Qigong, if you were to ex- describe Qigong to the layperson, to mm-hmm. someone just coming out of the West who's a truck driver who has no exposure to this stuff, how would, you, yeah, how would yeah, how would you describe it in a practical way so people can grip it?
1: yeah, I say I always say Qigong's an umbrella term
0: mm-hmm.
1: and there's a spectrum um, in terms of uh, movement, activity in which you can apply the theories of qigong so anything we could say that anything that moves the blood Mm -hmm. and anything that makes you breathe um to pump the blood essentially is 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 qigong and that was interesting for for me to to know to learn yeah, and Dr. Yang always said, "Well, you can think of walking as qigong. You think of jogging as qigong. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're moving the blood and and you know, lymph, and they're they're uh, metabol- stimulating metabolism. So mm-hmm. we could say anything that stimulates metabolism can be qigong. Mm-hmm. But that's in that's in, that's in the body, and that's what most people are 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 interested in nowadays. Mm-hmm. How do we move the body to for for uh, to restore for rehabilitation?" stay healthy mm-hmm. how do we regulate regulate our metabolism so i would say these days the the, the movement is is, is important the, the body yes is important but then you know when you think about it the mind is also important so that's the spectrum yeah in terms in terms of like uh, the mind and 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 the body so along that spectrum you have all you have a a, a basic body movement that can stimulate the blood and, and be restorative and, and, and healing, which doesn't require any concentration or focus mm-hmm. uh, of the mind. And then on the, on the opposite side of the spectrum, then I say, well, now you have complete stillness of the body, yet you have this large amount of focus that's required by the mind. Yeah. For example, sitting meditation. That's, mm-hmm. It's an easy example to... Uh, for people to, to, to understand. And I think a good context for them to understand seated meditation within that Qigong umbrella. Yeah. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it, I don't know. It, no, it does. No. It helps people. Uh,
0: yeah. Understand. I think it. Yeah. Well, How about this? So think of it like this. If we were to, someone were to come in and they're like, well, I want to, if someone says, I want to go to a Qigong class or yeah. I want to join a running club or go to a running mm-hmm. class, they do look pretty different so how would you absolutely do- yeah, they're, yeah they're very different right they're both moving blood like that's the common ground Ooh, right but
1: right. what
0: would um, if you were describing to someone like describe what a Qigong Qigong class looks like what would that look like so that they could yeah get a grip on what it is because a lot of people ask me this question like in my in my dealing with clients and people are like what is Qigong and I'm like I was like, "How long do you have? You know, like, like, <laughs> yeah.
2: like you want to you want to be on the podcast."
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, um, but yeah. So like, yeah. So if you were to describe what a qigong class looks like, because I think this is the thing, and the reason I'm asking you this is there's there's definitely I'm not trying to stage the question, but I think that there is there's an over mysticism that kind of happens with like qigong uh-huh. sometimes, where I think it's like, I mean, you can go online and you can find so many people projecting chi from their hands and mm-hmm. they're they're it's like Jedi, it's like Jedi sorcery. You know, it's like, yeah, it's like the yeah, force where yeah. like people are moving people. And I mean, I know a lot of my friends are like, I'm not going to a Qigong class. That's just bullshit. You know, they they equate that with Qigong, that that's, that, that's what it is. So yeah, just like talk about that. Like what does a Qigong yeah. class look like and what is it actually doing and why is it good for you?
1: Yeah, well, we got to talk about, we got to talk about why, why the, um, you know the Qigong in that sense is, has has gotten a bad name. Mm-hmm. I haven't I haven't run across a lot of people that that say well or that discredit Qigong mm-hmm. because of those things. But there are a lot of Chinese people that have a problem with that. Like Dr. Yang would say, he would see shows mm-hmm. in, in Taiwan where there's a Qigong master on stage and he does these tricks. Yep and wins over the crowd
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he and so what do you call that guy what do you call him oh he's a qigong master
2: mm. oh
1: that's what qigong is oh okay so but but then when those let you know the illusionist what when the illusionist revealed what his tricks were
2: mm-hmm.
1: then i was like Oh well, yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Well, not necessarily bullshit, but it's yeah. just that you're just doing a trick. You're just doing an illusion. Right. And and so that got that got attached. The qigong qigong got attached to that whole, you know, that whole thing. So, but for the most part, people that I meet, like they they already have a little sense of qigong, and I think they're already kind of experiencing things, mm-hmm. and so they want to seek out a deeper feeling and essentially learn more of the, uh, of themselves, which is that inward, right. Right. right? That, I- right. that inward projection and, 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 and practice. Right. Um, but, okay. So, but a class or a, a typical class for, for Qigong, I would say for the most part, it would be a, it would be described or it would be articulated by a style. Mm hmm um what's that goose qigong
0: wild goose qigong wild
1: goose qigong yeah. right yep uh, what what's the uh what's the other one um is there a swimming dragon swimming dragon yeah. right i right. recognized so, the movement when you just did it yeah right exactly yeah. so those so okay so you know uh you want to you know come to a qigong class or what is a qigong class well this is wild goose qigong
2: mm-hmm.
1: wild goose it kind of gives you an idea of yeah. What you might see in that class, swimming, This, uh, we're going to a swimming dragon class, uh, Qigong class. It kind of gives you an idea of dragon, swimming, mm-hmm. uh, wild goose. Um, four seas, we're going to go into a four seasons Qigong. Right. Okay, well, we're currently in winter, so it, it gives you an idea. And, and I think the teacher would give an idea as well, mm-hmm. what it's called, why it's called that, the who, what, when, where, why. Yeah. Where it comes from, yeah. White crane qigong, right? Mm-hmm. You just go to white crane qigong. Well, you know that's a bird too. But we should also talk about the influence of nature
0: reading, and qigong. You know? You're reading <laughs> you my know? mind right now, yeah that's, yeah. that's exactly. I was like, this is a, this is a perfect segue because this is this is like opening Pandora's box, right? This opens up a larger dynamic in how Chinese culture and these the East approaches these health systems too. There's, yes. There's a very different take, and I, and I want to hear your thoughts because this is like... Okay. So this is what I've come across in my years of studying this stuff, traveling to Asia, talking to people, and just bumping elbows with so many different styles of Qigong and different styles of martial arts. But there's this thread, Taoism stresses it, it's a what you would call, like, in a sense, a nature-based religion. There was this huge propensity to observe the natural world, so that means seasonal rhythms, yes, right? All the five element yeah. theory that comes out of Chinese medicine. Look at, this, mm-hmm. look at the cycles of the seasons, what's happening um, in the outside world. How does that reflect in relation to our physiology? How does it mirror? How can we counteract? How can we balance? And then there's this huge piece of watching the animal kingdom. It's very shama- mm. shamanistic in a lot of senses. Mm. They're, they're watching the rhythms of how animals move, how they behave, how they hunt, their aptitudes, their strengths, their weaknesses, and... I mean that the thread in Chinese medicine to always be looking for how does the out, outside world reflect an internal process inside of us and how does that mm. how does that relate and I think the Chinese did that so well they were mm. always looking for that connection like mm. how is this similar how and how can I benefit and learn from this if everything is alive, how well can I observe how well can I take it in and I think that people they I think they miss that because as the West we're not a particularly shamanistic culture we don't we don't have a lot of our um perception into the abstract intuitive and emotional and the ancient Chinese these cultures did like they were always feeling and sensing and tuning inward and trying to figure out so Mm. the thing that I've seen and I want to hear your thoughts on this is that Mm -hmm. when they hear like wild goose qigong right right they're like is that just some like new agey like sensationalized (laughs) like kung fu wizard like term like why is it this and it's like it really has a very fundamental principle in my experience which is the movements typically have been mimicked from something they've seen, like in the natural world. Maybe the way um, geese move their wings, um, the swimming dragon, which is a mythol you know a mythological figure or creature, but the way a dragon moves, which is serpentine. You know, it has the the undulating movements. So these things, you know, they are reflective of the movements for one. But then they were, I mean, they were actively aspiring to find a the therapeutic function within these things yes. and how it could be functional. How can a how does a snake move and strike, and could that be equated or translated into you know the human form? How does that actually look mm-hmm. so I, I've mm-hmm. seen that um and I've talked to people about this, and I think it's relevant but what are your yeah what are your thoughts on it in terms of this the the animals being associated with martial arts and and why is that a good thing and what's problematic about it?
1: not problematic at all it's like i don't think so and, either and, yeah, people and, do, even, though. and even if it is we gotta we should we should definitely do our due diligence and go through that process yeah. which will essentially which will essentially be a returning to nature
0: yeah
1: um process which i think we should um move to move through um i think it's i think it's the idea of and the the it, it, for me it's problem solving Mm -hmm. Uh, what problem did somebody have so to to look for an answer and then have it have it answered you know and and given you know in front of their eyes through nature Mm -hmm. which is really interesting because then you start to get into the ask and you shall receive
2: Mm-hmm. and
1: then and and then, so then that starts to conjure up some feelings of spirituality hmm so I don't know if I'm going no too fat- too fast here, but um the deep reverence and connection to all things natural mm-hmm. that are that are around. And the appreciation, and the embodiment, and the uh, becoming one with. So, how do you become one with nature? I like we can say, "Oh, become one with nature. Be one with nature. Do it through the wild goose. Do it through the crane. Uh, do it through the the swimming dragon. Do it through the the tiger." Uh, water fire right Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and then and then maybe we start to see a you know a holistic practice emerge and we start to see answers to to problems the qigong masters i think they experienced the shamans they experienced and they used nature so much to solve their problems they then became the the go-to they became the authority in Oh, this guy in the village, he's got Oh, he just needs this, that. Or, you know, he just needs to do this or that. He needs sure. this herb and, sure. and that movement. And yeah, that's, yeah. you know, that happened to me. You know, that's nothing. It's, yeah. That's, and that's how we uh, the, uh, probably survived for, for many generations and, and, and why the elders were so, re, so respected. Mm-hmm. Their vast experience in, in the natural world. Where, what else was there? There was, you know, there was no devices. We weren't in our cubicle homes, right? We weren't yeah. in our, we weren't in the suburbs. Correct. All there were, all there was, was, yeah. I mean, you know, it was, it was probably a mean, mean world out there. Predators and
0: Still is the natural world is brutal, man.
1: I'm predator and prey.
0: It's brutal. So just watch the Discovery Channel. I mean, you watch animals hunt yeah. one another, it's brutal. It's like if we were out yeah. there, <laughs> right? Different ball of wax, you know?
1: Right, right. And, and then that brings up, you know, many, uh, uh, for me, that brings up a lot of um, issues in the ego.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like, when your time to come is you may not think that you're it, it's your time to come you're out in that natural world there's a predator right there or a, a pack of predators right and it's like there's nothing you can do you can do your best but there's nothing you can do like oh okay this is i don't know I, i'm thinking in my mind did did they just did they know they would come back or did they right. they were just like well i'm just going back to nature this, this is all good yeah. You know, I'm just merging with nature in a way if they, you know, they, they eat me or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say. It's hard to say.
0: It is. And I think the thing that I've seen a lot of people...
1: <clears throat> I think we got a little off the Qigong class. No,
0: it's okay. But I, I mean, uh, it's it's a natural segue bounce, and we can come back, back to it. But I mean, I think yeah. that's the that's the thing about Chinese... Medicine I and mean, this stuff, this field, I feel like as you open one box, they are all connected to one another and, and they, they are relevant. I mean, these these threads, these ideas, yeah. this stuff, this context, I think, is very relevant when you're studying Qigong. You don't have to know all this theory. You don't have to understand it or explore it. But I think, I mean… It's not this stuff isn't widely practiced in the West, and there's this huge there's this huge cultural divide. I mean it's getting more traction, and people mm-hmm. like you who are doing these things, and you know I'm, I'm in Chinese medicine and sharing these things, but I think there's tremendous value. The thing I've seen is that people really struggle with figuring out why ancient practices could hold value. A lot of people mm. are on board a hundred percent I mean a lot of my clients are like, yes they they really value it, but a lot of people. It's sort of, um, it, I don't know. It's like a symptom of the modern era where it's like, because things have m- been made easier and more efficient, and we have access mm. to technology, it's almost like there's a disrespect for the things that came before. It's like they have no value. That's outdated. It's like a linear line where it's like you shouldn't integrate and use these things that were helpful to humanity for thousands of years because we mm. have an iPhone now and because we have a, you know, we have, sure. an, we have an MRI machine. So therefore, why would we even look back? And I think that's the part that you know, this gets a little sticky where it's like these things have tremendous value, but it is a different um, way of looking at life and processing life. Mm -hmm. I I always say when I'm educating and doing classes and whatnot, people are asking about East and West and the conflict, and I'm pro-integration. I'm like, we need Western Mm -hmm. medicine. We need Eastern medicine. They really Mm -hmm. are like, it's two hemispheres of a brain. I always say like, if you think of like, the globe as a consciousness or, or even just think of, you know, the United the the East and West cultures. I'm like the Western is kind of the uh the left brain, right? It's highly analytical, mm-hmm. it has to be measured, mm-hmm. it's compartmentalized, it's straightforward, it's direct. If it can't be replicated in a scientific study, we don't really value it at all. Mm-hmm. And then you go to the East and it's like just the opposite. It's abstract, it's emotional, it's intuitive, it's expressive, it's inward. There's like way less defined lines when you're in Chinese medicine school, a person who has a syndrome, like let's say a liver disharmony, five different practitioners can approach that problem mm-hmm. like in uh, many different ways. They're not mm-hmm. going to all approach the the syndrome the same way. So that's hard. I feel like for the West because we're so definitive. We so are just, either right or wrong. It's right. There's very little gray area, mm-hmm. and I think that has put us into a very tight state mentally and physically. It's like we just. And there's just that they blow it off, you know. I have friends, you know, from that I grew up with who will, will kind of yeah. like scoff. They're just like, pff, like, new age bullshit. And I'm like, God, for one, it's not new age. It's been around for a long time. And two, there's tremendous value there if you're willing to open your mind to explore it. But I think some people can't even get there, you know. And we, I know, we're teaching dim- different demographics. You know, you're you're like inside Young uh, Doctor Young's YMAA, which is Young's martial art. Um, um, association and you know so you've got people like an entire network right of people that are like part of that association across the world in many countries who are like they've already bought in they're like yeah we want to we want to yeah. learn from Javi because he's been with Dr. Young for 10 years and that's and you, I know you do with the public as well but it's interesting because we're coming it from different directions too I'm in the general public I'm teaching Qigong at the California Dental Association in Sacramento you know and I'm not mm-hmm. going into any of these theories I mean it pretty mm-hmm. much people are mm-hmm. in there just for stress reduction so my my dialogue and discourse i'm not talking about chi you know i'm not talking mm-hmm. about bioelectricity in the body i'm not talking mm-hmm. about any of these things these these mm-hmm. concepts which can be very confusing i'm saying to people mm-hmm. keep your joints bent don't lock them breathe slow deep and relaxed you know keep try to do your best to lengthen your spine you know stay rooted in your legs so you're not standing up you know keep your you know pay attention to angling of your torso and I'm giving these people these principles and they're they love it you know people really mm-hmm. like it but they mm-hmm. also don't have any context and they even now they don't really know what they're doing you know I'm not there to educate mm-hmm. them I'm just there to run them through a, through a class sure. but the medicine of the movements still gets into their body and I think that's the thing that I I want to hear your thoughts on this as you as we disseminate this stuff when you're teaching to the general public do you mm-hmm. think it's like of value to not overwhelm them with theory and to let them just have the experience and see where that takes them. I mean, that's kind of what I've done. Yeah. I don't overwhelm. I try not to overwhelm people with theory. Um, no, God, no. It's nah. just like why, you know. And if I let them have the experience, it seems like typically they come to me. They end up digging deeper because they're like, what? Yes. Is- what is this? Because this feels right. pretty good, and there's I I feel different. But what is going on? You know.
1: I see. Yeah. For me, teaching also is very. I like to be very organic and like to have the freshness of of an experience in myself and in and in connection with the person. As I engage and connect, I'm learning more. So what I knew or thought I knew five minutes ago has already changed in a way just because of the experience there. So a a lot of times I'm like thinking out loud and, and explaining and, and, and interpreting for them in the best way that I can for them based on what they know and what we know together. So as to build a bridge, I like you go through basic principle basic body movement which i like to draw upon tai chi Mm
0: -hmm.
1: tai chi principle yep um erect spine um i like to say relaxed awareness
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you're there but you're not overly you're not anxious you know you don't have anxiety but there's an awareness you're relaxed you strive to move with efficiency from the from the from the feet and mm-hmm. and have a sense of your emotional life, your psychological life, your your balance, and then how what you do also has an effect on on others. So being mindful of what you do, what you say, how you move, how you say it, I believe is all qigong mm-hmm um what else
0: well can i add something to that
1: sure yeah yeah like
0: um so what i when i talk to people about studying tai chi or this stuff i say it's it's a form of active kinesthetic listening so there's you have to be actively listening to what's happening with your body for one and when you can mm-hmm. do that that seems to reshape the mind a little bit there's a, there's a thing when you actually are hip to and sensitive to what's happening in the body there is an altered state the mind does shift and yes we have to mm-hmm. put our awareness somewhere but i i've found that if people can listen to their bodies
1: mm-hmm. to
0: what's happening as you go through a movement and feeling what that does right that mm-hmm. that seems to elicit a response I, so I tell this to people when I started teaching Tai Chi actively back in 2015, like that's when I dove in like full-time teaching, teaching and my students for the first two years, I didn't mention the word Chi except for when I would say Tai Chi, but I never went into it. I never talked about, I just, I just never talked about it. And so what I kept them to was principles of movement, principles of breath, and then I mean, it was amazing. It was it was almost at the two year mark. The people that had like stayed and been consistent in their form was starting to get so. What's chi, gray. Come y- on, y- give it to well, us. <laughs> well, and exactly, that's exactly it, man. And they were having people were starting to have experiences in their body where they're like, ah. they're like, wait, they're like, so why are my hands like red hot right now? Or mm. why are my legs sweating and not my upper body? Or why am I? Because mm-hmm. 'Cause this is the enigmatic thing, right? Tai Chi and Qigong, which can be done with, with like explosive power, but they're done soft and slow. Mm. It's deceptive, you know, it's a relaxed movement and people will started to have these these things. And my my mom. My mom has been one of my which is so cool, first of all, that I've yeah. been able to like have my mom become she's a teacher now. Like I like she's an instructor. Like nice. I like, you know, I ran her through the teacher certification program and she's they're teaching in Mexico when they go. And I mean, it's so cool, but my mom has said this. She's like, you know, outside of the theory before I went through the teacher training and all this stuff, she's like, I, Tai Chi has changed me here and here. She's like my, my, my head and my heart behave differently as a result of just moving in this way. And so she, that, that's what, that's what piqued the curiosity when she talks to me now, she's like, first of all, I went to your class just to be supportive. She's like I never thought in a million years I would actually like this. Like, yeah, Grace teaches Tai Chi, so I'll go and be a supportive mother. She's like i ne-, she's like I never thought I'd love this. My mom Power says it's to
1: mom? I know Power totally. to the moms. It's so Shout cool. out to all the moms out yeah, there. Yeah, of course, man. You know.
0: And um so that's the part that I think is is interesting and that's the part that has made me curious in terms of teaching this to people is just that people yeah. can study this stuff and you don't have to overwhelm them in theory. They don't have to get it. But if they practice the principles, it seems to have an organic. There's an organic unfolding that seems
1: to happen, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, we should and we should embrace that. the, the problem is the, the instant gratification uh, culture. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, it, it takes time. And you know, you what I feel and what I hear you saying is, you created the conditions for them to experience and have an experience, and that takes a large amount of trust. You know, on their it part, does. patience mm-hmm. and and discipline, and essentially, that's you know, that's that's kung fu, and and it paid off for them. And you know, how many people can can provide that to to the teacher the 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 trust, the patience, and, and and the discipline? You know, yeah. That that's that's what we're that's what we're faced with.
0: Well, I agree, and I've seen people. I've seen, yeah, what you call the instant gratification culture, right? Americans, like we just want like, press a button, you know, open the Facebook, get a like, yeah. you know, we're all, it's not
1: working. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> totally. I've sweared at my phone, you know, like when it's like not loading, I'm like, what the fuck? You know, like, yeah. I'm so upset with my technology. because And not, it's like, wait,
1: hold on. Like, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Like, what am it, I, right? What am I really like? Relax, yeah, Gray. You yeah, know, yeah, chill yeah, out. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but it happens, right? We just get so like finicky yeah. and tight about this stuff. Um, but I think that's the thing that um, you know. And, and there's so many different ways I feel like to access people into this information and into this into these studies. But I I I'm always kind of tossing around. People want to have an experience, and I think some people facilitate that better. And there's there's a spectrum of experience. Sometimes it's a sensationalized what I would what I might by a judgmental standpoint, like overly mystified, you know, just a flashy Qigong experience. And people do get interested. Like they they do get hooked into the like, oh, this is interesting because they have an experience with a group. But um but I've also had I've had people that I work with that have come to me and they're like, you know, I had that experience with Qigong. Like I felt heat in my hands but there was no grounding and there was no real foundational structure for them to fall back on. It was just an experience. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Which I think Mm -hmm. is what I really resonated with your story about in general. And just as we've become friends over the past six years is that you, I'm sure you had some experiences on that mountain um, that were probably mystical in meditation. And you probably had days in training where you're just like blissed out. And I know there were times when you struggled but I think that there was a reality to uh, that dedicated practice, building a foundation, yeah. and like the harsh realities of, of building of what yeah, of what experience is. Like it's it's hard work to get this stuff in. But um, yeah, this the, is the
1: arduousness and the payoff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And there yeah. and there's benefit in the pain, right? Like I mean, that's the hard thing to. Yeah. For me, of, man, meditation, man. For me, meditation. Yeah, that, that like that was the whole eye opener, and it was the it it, it, it drew me. I'm, I I should say that I should say that I first experienced a feeling of energy mm-hmm. in a in a Tai Chi class as I was learning other martial arts, and I was pursuing my martial arts interest. In my mm-hmm. young twenties, mm-hmm. so I was going to a tai chi class, and as a martial artist, and your judgmental mind says, "Well, in terms of fighting, right. what is the the use? What is the reality of of, of this?" And and that's um, more so now. I would say, uh, at that time, I didn't experience. I didn't experience that. So, However, there weren't a lot of young you know, guys in a in in the Tai Chi class, it was mostly older people. Yeah. However, I still had a curiosity and interest. But because the teacher was uh experienced and and he he saw something and it was just a it was just a let's try something
2: mm-hmm.
1: sort of sort of moment. Yeah. And uh Tony Smith, shout out to Tony Smith. He <laughs> Yeah. He, and he believed in me. So he, he, he said, let's just try something. I don't usually do this, but you know, let's, let's, uh, let's take a second take a deep breath, you know, stand good posture and, you know, bring your hands up and, and um, let your palms, you know, face one another mm-hmm. and just add, you know, add a, your, uh, your awareness and your mind in the middle of your hands of, of your palms and just kind of, give a little uh give a little uh engagement in, in and then out in and out and and that was like that's when it clicked and happened for me mm-hmm. so i had i was like wow i felt something
0: mm-hmm. is that
1: energy is that you know what's there there's something there
0: Right. It, it's immaterial, but there's the, it's there.
1: Yeah. 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 And, and, and so much of our experience is physical and material. However, we all seek what we cannot see, and we all know that there is something that we cannot see, and yet we are struggling to try to find the answers to even articulate the answer, to even articulate the answer, what is, how, where... Yeah. Well said. Right. Well you know said. What I'm saying? So, well said. Yeah, so, I agree. So it was that it was that experience that that pushed me to pursue the Chinese arts. I knew there was something holistically there.
2: Mhm.
1: And uh and, and that's what brought me to to Dr. Young and YMA and the and the program. Yeah. What could I learn and what could I gain in the pro, in this program? And so I'm still building on that feeling. I'm still Yeah. I'm still learning and it's just a it's a process of 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 self, you know, discovery, exploration and and a, a deepening, you know, a relationship mind mind body. Yeah. Through life, through the life experience, through all the interaction and engagement and the changes mm-hmm. in society and in in our world. And so it's um yeah, I had some great. I had a I had one instance in meditation where I was above my body. My awareness was above my body. Wow. And I woke and I opened my eyes and then it's like now I'm back in my body. But that lightness, what is that where what what's going on, you know? And then there was there was a moment one time in training and I'm doing soft hard white crane boom boom and all of a sudden there's this heaviness there's this substance in my Mm -hmm. in my limbs that i cannot that i can't explain there's this yes uh, what is that power it's like and then and then so that's that's interesting like this is strong this is yeah there's something here substantial wow and then it's like and then the ego starts to get involved so you know i didn't have but Th- those were some interesting energetic uh phenomena and experiences that i had uh, one time i felt like i was just like a mountain yeah and just i uh, was sitting in meditation and just like my mind and my awareness was bouncing off of my my body but also the auric body and so within that awareness bouncing
2: mm-hmm. i
1: got a sense of a i got a sense of a a of a larger frame and that frame just felt like immovable Does that makes sense you know yes immovable. yeah but it's like well that's great javi how do you apply that in the real world <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> totally how do
0: you make money off that hobby? Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> no,
0: exactly. <So laughs> that's I,
1: where we're
0: at. No, no, I I agree. I mean, that's <laughs> that's that that's the thing. Like, that's it right there. I mean, I want to go back to what you said. So we're chasing the immaterial, right? Like we're still we know these things have value. I am always mm-hmm. saying to my to my people because people come to me for different things. You know, it's um, lifestyle guidance, right? But I am. It's it's ultimately what that is is like. Here are tools here are things that you can do to to optimize right to to feel better s- seasonal eating all these different things but right. people will they will come and <laughs> and 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 I'm, they're they'll talk to me and then they're like but you know like why does this stuff matter I'm like look to date there is we have not been able to prove the existence of love like where is love like we know it mm. exists we all feel it I have a mm. daughter like we have you know like we We feel it and we know it to be so completely real, but it's like, is it actually measurable? I mean, we can get like, we can measure chemical changes in the brain. Is that where love is? Is that the thing that it is? Is it just Mm -hmm. a change in the physiology of the the chemicals? Mm -hmm. And it's like, I would argue, no. And I think most of us would be like, no, you know, a person dies. You still love them. You still have love for them. You know what I mean? It's like, they're not. So I think it's like these emotions, right? Where are emotions, and how much of our lives are lived from these things that don't have any material, you know? So I think, so it's yeah. like all of these things, Absolutely, I, the immaterial world is valuable. It's, it's relevant, it's real. And I would, I completely, I will just, you know, mirror what you said. Yes. I mean, like when I, in my training, I've had those experiences where the first time I was exposed to what, you know, internal martial arts, like the first time that happened to me, um, I'll you know give a shout out who who will be on the podcast uh, Chuck Duran my my first kuksul instructor you know when I formally I informally trained with my dad for years with um, judo and Shotokan and he was he held state titles he was very good very athletic but um, formal training was like at twenty you know twenty one somewhere in that range where I found Chuck and the way they moved for one was. Something I hadn't seen. There was a relaxed speed and fluidity with like moments of tightness. You know, it was really Ooh. pretty to watch. It was very graceful. And he walked over to me and he was, I, w- I had just come out of playing rugby. So I was super swollen, like just, you know, big chest and big, I'd been like deadlifting. I was just very, it was like the most muscular I was at any point in my life. And he came in and he just had this smile and he's like, so so, what are you interested in? I'm like, well, I want to study martial arts for fitness, and you know, I'd like some self defense. And he's like, you're pretty big; you don't need self, you know, like self defense. And I was like, well, yeah, people don't pick on me, but I just, I still would like to learn. And he's like, well, hard, he's like hard martial arts. You know, they use you know hard, snappy movements. And he was kind of showing like a hard karate punch, you know. And he's like, but it, you know, internal soft principles um, can develop a lot of power, but they're soft. And I was like. It, that's that's a cool theory, but it sounds a little like bullshit. And I was like, what do you mean softness? Like has power, you know? I mean, I really did. I was just kind of like, yeah, that's, you know, that's a nice mm-hmm. philosophy, but that sounds really mm. like horseshit. I just, inside, I didn't say that to him, obviously, mm. you know, but yeah. I but I was feeling that and he could kind of see that I was like not buying it. And he picked his, I mean, he put his hand up and he must have been mm. 18 inches from my chest, maybe, maybe, maybe even less. And he just dropped... Like this, he hit me so damn hard from such a short distance. Wow. And, and I remember when he hit me, like he hit me and I felt like the, the kinetic impact when it hit made, hit my body, mm-hmm. I felt it go down my ribs, through my belly and into my right hip. And my, one of my right hip muscles started to like tremble. It started to like shake. And, it, and I, wow. I internalized it and was like, Oh, that's interesting. And inside I'm like this son of a bitch this guy just hit me like this is assault. I was so offended, like so offended. Oh really? I, oh, really? Oh, totally. Cause I was like, this guy doesn't know me. Like, yeah, I've never met this guy. I've, I've been talking to him for five yeah. minutes and this jackass just hit me, you know? <laughs> and I was like, what a bastard. But, it, but outside, you know, I'm just like, mm-hmm. you're,
1: you're telling the story. Like he hit you. Like he, he actually, well, no, he just kind of like laid his palm. on he me. He just like, hit what? me like he laid your palm. You know? Yeah. Like
0: literally he laid his palm on my chest hard. And, um, I was so offended, but externally I was just like being the nice guy, you know, like that was my rhythm, especially <laughs> in my twenties to a fault where I'm just like, Oh, that's you know, really nice. Like, that's cool. Um, and, um, so I sat there <laughs> and the whole, for the rest of like, the class for like the rest yeah, of the, like, an hour, I like this spot was just like, you know, uncomfortable. Like I was like this guy, I leave, you know, I, I, I walk out of that, 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 uh, and I'm going to tell this story when I get him on the podcast because <laughs> I I want to hear his take on it now but I got out and I called my mom and I'm like, mom, this guy, is this cra- guy this crazy. This crazy aggressive, like guy just hit me in class. And I, I vent for like 15 minutes, you know, about how he hit me so hard and all this stuff. And my mom, I love her. She's like, after all of this stuff, the first question she asked, she goes, so, so how far away was his hand? And I was like, I don't know, you know, 15, 18 inches. And she's like, can he hit, he hit you that hard? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, Maybe he could teach you something, like maybe he's got something. I'm like, Mom, are you out of your mind? You wanna throw you wanna throw me back to the lion's den? Like are you out of your fucking mind? Like what, you're supposed to be supporting me. Like Support me, you know, like like back me up that this guy needs to be arrested, you know? And she's just like Can you just go talk to him, Mom? Yeah, totally That's where I was, right? I was like at this point where I'm like, Mom, protect me. Like at least verbally, like support me here.
1: Yeah.
0: And she's like, Well, maybe he's got something, you know? I'm like, oh. I was like, I can't even talk to you. I just got off the phone, I was so irritated, you know? So like a week later, I call my mom and she's like, I really think you should go check that guy out and talk to him again. You know, I think he really might have something if, if that's the case. I mean, like he kind of illustrated that the principal might have merit and she was right. I was like, God, I think she might be right. I was kind of getting frustrated that I was like, I think she might have a point. Mm-hmm. But that thing that right, that in that heft of like the martial application of, of something soft um, having power because it it felt like in, unlike anything i'd ever felt and i'd played mm-hmm. contact sports and i had i'd done shot putting and i'd played a little football in mm. high school and i just i'd played soccer and i'd been athletic with my body i'm a big guy and it just totally that one experience got me i mm. mean that's what i mean that that moment me stepping into his school is what put me on the alternative medicine like path like that's what mm. that opened that's the door to martial arts training yeah, it opened up like all those things just from that one experience, you know. And I didn't mm-hmm. feel like, as you said, you know, you felt energy like doing that exercise, right, in class. Mm-hmm. Energy is an enigma- enigmatic term, right? I don't want to get too far into that. Like, what is energy? Mm-hmm. But like, you you had an experience with your hands, right? You felt something, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. I felt him when he hit me. I thought, that's impact. I can make sense of that. But it didn't feel like energy. It just felt like tremendous force from a short distance, But when he started working on me, he was like an, he was a body worker, you know, and he helped me. Mm -hmm. I mean, to this day, I've never felt anything in my body like what he was able to do. You know, he would put his hands on me. And uh, the first dude, when he asked me if I wanted to go come back, I mean, I'll never forget this. I mean, he he said, like, I asked him, I was going through my, because when my dad died at 19, I hadn't grieved. I hadn't cried. I had all these problems emotionally. I was having terrible things with my relationship. And it was just like, I was falling apart. And I was like, look. You're always talking about breath and energy, which I don't know what the fuck that means, but like, could you maybe help me through this process? And he was like,
1: Ooh.
0: he just kind of sat there and he's like, he's like, well, tell me. He's like, can you feel this? And he just gently put his hand on my, on my chest. I mean, I'll never forget this, man. It's, the only, it's never happened again. He put his hand on my chest and it felt like, um, it almost felt like warm, kind of like warm water. Like, that was the best way to describe it. It felt like, my, like warm water kind of moved down towards my belly like it just felt like this warm heat sensation and i was like yeah. yeah i felt that and he's like come back tomorrow and i'll i'll work on you and then that opened the door where it was like it was almost like the medicine like the 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 therapeutic side of the arts is where i where i really had like the internal experience of something moving in my body and so again those you know he was pivotal in like getting me on this path but i think it's just like as you're talking about it that's the that's these these experiences are real and they're and they're relevant you know in terms of you do like the experience is important i think to get you into it um Mm -hmm. and i'm always trying to navigate like how do you provide an experience from people without overly controlling the process but also guiding enough Mm -hmm. to get them into it so that we can all benefit from it because i think there is benefit Mm -hmm. right like i think we can both agree that like this stuff is very beneficial for health and just the culture at large like it's such a helpful process but it's Mm -hmm. not easy to navigate
1: necessarily either yeah actually i love the fact that you said it's the therapeutic process that spoke to you Mm -hmm. um yeah because i kind of feel that too and i was and that should be said as opposed to the external speaking to you where i would say which is characterized by the the hard martial Mm -hmm. you know as aspect yeah, there's a lot of that. You could find that everywhere. Actually, there's a lot of uh, external char- characterized by like punching, kicking, you know, throwing fight, you know, fighting as, as an art that can speak to you. But what what really speaks to you inside, you know, as, as a as a human being to want to pursue something different. Yes. And so the Chinese, the, the, the Chinese systems provide those, those answers, I would say. And they, they, they do it well. Yeah. And they reach out and they engage and they speak to you, but through the, you know, softly right mm-hmm. through those therapeutic, through those therapeutic arts. And, and I, so that's why I say it's, it's essential for, for martial artists, I think to. Just begin with the idea of healing in the sense of rehabilitation mm-hmm. and and uh, re- restoration,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Reco- re- recovery.
0: Are you referring if, to like physical injuries for martial artists? Are you talking about like mind, body, and spirit?
1: Right, I'm. I'm talking about like a uh, just a kind of just like a gateway into the martial arts just try to and try to uh, encompass try to fathom an idea of of healing mm-hmm. and, and and so because i think in a way uh let's say let's say for the for the for the fighter for the male fighter
0: mm-hmm.
1: um martial artist
0: that archetype yeah
1: all this external really speaks to you the warrior speaks yeah. to the warrior yep. and and yes it has it has merit and you don't want to come across that person that that is superior to you in that way Mm -hmm. however the the holistic and the other the holistic approach the other side of that of that of that coin the another world i i would say is it can be sought and found just through the idea of, of, of healing. And I guess it starts with yourself. Yeah. How do you, right? How do you maintain your body? Let's say just your body from the warrior spirit, from the warrior standpoint aspect to be able to take on all your adversaries. You need to have a sense of your, uh, your wellness and your, your capacity to withstand punishment and also to 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 give if needed Mm -hmm. so i would say i would say the world of internal martial arts um chinese martial arts can be sought through the idea of of healing in the sense that how in the sense of how deep can you go within the healing capacity Mm -hmm. in the same sense that you tried to say how Deep or how good can I be in fighting in the self-defense and the external um, mm-hmm. arts? How deep can I go in the sense of <clears throat> re- recovery, rehabilitation, restoration—one within myself and then also outside of
2: myself—and
1: mm-hmm. uh, starts a whole. It starts to open up a, a, a world. For me, it did. Wow. Um, okay. It, for me, it happened with with one yes, keeping myself healthy, and then learning massage was really interesting because then that spoke to me within the um, the world. It allowed me to build a bridge uh, 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 into martial arts through Tai Chi principle. Mm-hmm. So learning massage, with, with, which is what was very um, revealing. Yeah, you know, revealing and. You know, you ask, a, let's say, a, a martial artist right now to learn massage. What's the why, right? Yeah, there's going to be what well, why?
0: Yeah, what's the point,
1: right? And and you're and you're foreseeing ten, twenty years down the line because it takes so long to yep. You know, to to embody. The feeling to gain that deep, th- that deep knowledge. Mm-hmm. So, quick example, right? Yeah. Great example, real quick. Um, the 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 career life of a of a compact sports combat sports mm-hmm. professional. Mm-hmm. Is it possible with a Chinese understanding of martial arts, uh, in the sense of healing and recovery? Is it possible to extend the career life of a of a combat sports fighter?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Where what what would what would you say the average is right now?
0: Oh, like in terms of when they start to have like problems? Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, in mean, the you know thirties. Thirties, yeah. I mean, thirties is when it starts to show up. I mean, people 30s. fight people fight into their late thirties, and sometimes they break forty. But I mean, you're not seeing much past that, um, given the, the high speed, you know, I mean, it's yeah, I mean, the, the youth goes away at right young declines. Yeah. And there's that there's that reality. But yes, I mean, I think that's exactly that's exactly it is um, how well I mean, it, we're all going to decline, we're all going to age, we're all going to slow down. It's the way it goes. But yes, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, that's. Again, I mean, we're just circling back to this principle, right? They had these therapeutic things built into the martial practices, saying that if you're going to have to fight or combat, it's really behooves you to know how to also reverse those injuries, right? Or like, it means, yeah, or, or or at least um, keep the body highly resilient uh, through soft methods, you know, that that reduce stress to keep you in a high performance state longer. I mean, I think that's the when I was in the the. Um, the North American Tung Chidao Association for five years. That was one of the big threads that I really liked about their, I mean, like any large organization, they're going to have their political, you know, upheaval and struggles. And I ultimately left, but they, um, the thing that was really great about that organization was they stressed just that point. They were like, Mm. you guys, if we're going to train martial arts and we're going to have like sparring competitions, you know, once a year, and we're going to like actually do this kind of stuff, you need to know how to do, uh, you know, you, your Twina, your, your, your Chinese massage needs to be on point. You know, you need to know protocols right. on how to loosen the hip. You need to know how to address uh, the feet, the hands. You need to know how to, like, do, uh, you know, spinal work. You need to, like, they were, it was very much, like, they fed each other. And if you were only knew one, you're kind of only half. You know, you, right. were, you were kind of half a practitioner if you only knew martial arts. It's like, if you only know how to destroy, and you only mm. know how to, like, joint lock, and you only know how to break down... I mean, that's just not life is birth and death, you know, there's a creation and a destruction cycle. So I think that was, so I agree. I mean, that's just, yeah, it's relevant, you know, but I think that's, that's a, that's a hard thing for martial artists, I think to, to get, um, because it's all, it's all focused on, it's very young, you know, it's very, Mm -hmm. it's very just focused on the external, like who wins, right? Uh, Yeah. Who wins? Who comes out of the competition on top? And it's like, yeah, that's a... Whoever
1: wins makes the rules.
0: Right, right, right. I mean, and it's like... Whoever wins makes the rules. Yeah, in a sense, it's like almost overly simplistic. It's like, yes, that's real. And and we all thrive on... I mean, I love watching MMA fights. Like, I I enjoy watching a good boxing Mm match. Um, The speed, the art, the craft. But I'm also, you know, there's that part of me too where like Joe Rogan has talked about this on his podcast repeatedly, right? He got out of Taekwondo because he was getting hit in the head and getting headaches. He was just like... There's a reality to like the cool. bo- the body getting beat up, and um, yeah, people fall apart quickly. You know, without without these like therapeutic things that they can that can counteract. I think what was interesting about what you said that I really liked too is that you've got right there's there's the martial arts world, which is the competitive fighting world, right? The mm-hmm. taekwondo con- competitions, the Brazilian jiu-jitsu era, which is like huge now. Um, yeah, and so you've got these people that are like. What appeals to the large demographic is the sport athletic competition piece, right? Like that's where everyone, that's what makes the money. That's what people get into. And it's like at the same time, there's a lot of people like myself that would like to explore these arts but also realize I'm not of the constitution nor do I have the athletic prowess and aptitude to become an elite top fighter athlete. It's not even in my personality, you know? So it's like the people that want to still touch on these things I mean I'm not I'm athletic and I'm coordinated but I'm not you know I'm not a I'm not a Conor McGregor by any stretch of the means you know so it's like so people that still want to have access to these arts but still touch on those threads that stimulate us I mean the, the martial training feels good you know especially mm-hmm. uh, for men and women you know it's across the board but I think that's the thing that's nice about the Chinese martial arts is that it opens up some of that those doors for people like yeah you can mm-hmm. expose these things and touch them and juggle them and play with them and still learn some things that are very good for your body but you don't have to necessarily become a fighter. Mm-hmm. You don't have to focus on that but sure. I also think the the martial application is really important too, you know. There's like I mean discussing yeah. it, understanding where your hands are placed. I mean I I talk about martial application in my tai chi class all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm always talking about like yeah, this is this is a strike, this is a um this is mm-hmm. a this is a joint lock, this could be a throw. This could be and talking about those things and it gives people and it really helps them kind of process like what they're doing but it's also mm-hmm. I'm not in there training elite fighters you know at
2: right, right, in, right. in
0: my space so um yeah I agree with you man I think it's just it's it's important you know to have these pieces online that therapeutic
1: yeah 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 I you know what really opened my eyes is uh you uh one time we were having a discussion and you were talking about the path of the warrior healer priest yeah yes and, uh, You should say something about that. Yeah. 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 The the
0: It's not, um, it's not an original idea. You know, it's not like something that I just conjured up. Um, but I have sat with the idea. I mean, repeatedly over the years, but I mean, um, Bruce Kumar Francis, you know, who's people, you know, he's a a lot of martial artists don't like him. There's a lot of people who really like him. I think Mm -hmm. there's some amazing content to what he teaches in terms of internal body mechanics and stuff. And, but, um, yeah, he talked about that, like that this this thing of like people will come into the martial arts as a as a fighter, you know, looking for mm-hmm. self defense. Um, that's where I came in. I am I, not a priest. I haven't, like, I have you know, I, I haven't gone to the uber spiritual route. But a lot of sure. people come in for self defense. They want, they don't want to be bullied. They don't want to. So there's the fighting element that is kind of like the access point. And then there comes a point where either you get hurt, or Maybe you hurt someone else and that's traumatic, right? In the, in the Mm -hmm. study of this stuff and then healing has to take place. So what I've seen is in people, and this has happened, if you hurt somebody accidentally in training, typically, if you have a reasonable conscience, you feel bad about it Mm -hmm. and you, there's a, there's a trauma that kind of comes with that and people have to unwind that. Maybe they have to go Mm -hmm. talk to somebody. Maybe they have to cry it out. Maybe they've got to, um, they want to help the person, you know, so then it opens the door and if you've been injured it's like well i gotta i gotta find an acupuncturist or an osteopath or or somebody whatever fits your your medicinal you know bent you have to find someone to help repair your body maybe you need surgery who who the hell knows but it's like you're confronted with the healing process whether you've inflicted or you've received that's real so people then get into the healing can kind of like naturally happen um and then there's the priest, right? Like the the archetype of like where they get past like healing and some people leave the martial arts and they get to a place where they are they become devout meditators, you know, like I where that becomes their primary practice because they've they're just, you know, they're trying to they're trying to like I always think of like meditation, it's almost like you're it's almost like preventative healing for the mind, right? Like you're keeping the mind constantly primed to be in a receptive quiet state to adapt to all these crazy stresses in life. So I, I think mm-hmm. that's a relevant way to to think about it. It's like and it's a natural progression that people can go through, you know? Um I'm not What
1: about the what if I can interject yeah, a, yeah. A, a question. What about the idea of because you're you go through the process, let's say you go through that pro, that healer process and mm-hmm. then yeah, you know these, these words. They have they have these meanings of they'll have meanings for everybody. Warrior, healer, yeah, priest, just,
0: right? Just archetypes, not literal, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah,
1: right. But but the idea of okay, because because I think a lot of people wonder, well, what is a monk and what the heck do they do all day? Right. But the you, you all these things are firing in my mind as, as you're as you're describing the process. The 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 priest or or that healer. I, I would say, you know, because you're describing the the process of sitting there. What are they doing? Like we were so, uh, you know, the do that we're such a do culture. What are they doing? They, ha- my question is, does their intention for uh, to heal and their process for healing, or where did my question is where does that go? That forces them, or 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 tells them to retreat maybe mm-hmm. to the mountains or go into a, a a monastery or something like that I wonder I wonder is there heart and healing capacity has it been cultivated to to wish health and healing you know yeah. to the to 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 the world right mm-hmm. um, not only themselves but sure. But you know, to, to the world, that idea. And, and, and we could say, well, that's what a priest does. Yeah. Right. They offer, offer, he, you know, advice and healing, um, you know, for others, right. Who need that guidance.
0: Right. It's why I always say it's like that kind of, like the, that stuff, it's like acupuncture with words and with presence, you know, like, like it's, there's, there's something to be said, like, yeah, the, pe- the people that can like augment and make a, make, create emotional shifts in us mm-hmm. without touching us and without, you know, Right. But there's a whole spectrum of, I think, how people deliver these. Lesson in the word. Yeah. Yeah. Lesson yeah, in the word. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. And because they can all... All pre- these
1: things are going off in my mind. I'm trying to think. Uh, you know, we're talking about warrior and the and healer and the healing process. You're talking about giving and receiving. And, you know, for me... I it, a lot of the question is, and I think for a lot of the people is, okay, well, how does this apply to the real world? When you say, when you're talking about giving and receiving and the trauma of that, yeah, we're talking about war, man. We're talking about oh, our, yeah. our, our, our veterans. Oh yeah. You know, this is real stuff. And, and so this is where, this is a This is one of those, I would say bridges or doors from the past that we could, um, to give us, or, or to be able to draw upon, you know, some some knowledge, mm-hmm. uh, and, and say agree. yes, these 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 cultures and these methods uh, of the past absolutely have merit.
0: They know? do, they do, and um, you Ergo know, go
1: tai chi and right. tai chi
0: for, veter- for veterans, <laughs> right? Right, absolutely. Right. And it points to this the piece of you know, I love, uh, you know, basic yin yang theory, um, and the, you know these tenets of Chinese medicine that right. The micro is reflected in the macro and vice versa. It goes both ways, right? As above, so below. So these micro processes that we go through, right? The study of martial arts, um, dealing with the, the, the reality, the harsh reality of like confrontation and how that can be overcome through physical technique, right? There's one there. Um, and then, yeah, you inflict or accidentally hurt somebody or you end up getting injured. That trauma, it's like, yeah, exactly. Those things happen on a scale with people, not just between two people people like large groups of people will attack each other and you know i mean there's a real so it, it is a microcosm of studying these things of like interpersonal conflict in the martial physical sense what that translates and how that i mean it facilitates a healing process and i feel like with a lot of you know martial artists some people can get really hung up on the fighting aspect to the point where they never explore these other layers that are like a natural offshoot of it and I think sometimes it's not that they don't want to, they just haven't been exposed. Like the idea has not crossed their mind. They are essentially training the martial arts the martial arts on an isolated island. And they don't realize that there are a couple other islands that are like mm-hmm. communicating with it, you know, that trade. And and I've met people, they're that like, that's really interesting because once they get the idea, they're like, oh yeah, that actually has been very true, you know. And I think if you isolate in one, it's not that there isn't merit. It doesn't mean that you can't learn um but I think that there's just, it's more inclusive and more holistic to like see the other sides of these things that can organically come from it. You know, studying the martial arts like does that. What are your thoughts on, so with the advent, like you listen to the Joe Rogan podcast. I listen to the Joe Rogan podcast and I've caught a lot of his stuff. And there's definitely with the, uh, you know, with the the growth of the Brazilian jiu-jitsu era, right? And um, how that has become kind of like the supreme reigning determining force in the physical fights, right? The people who um, go into you know fights in the MMA and use jujitsu um, to someone who doesn't use it—I mean, it's pretty evident that when they don't have it, they they lose. <laughs> so, in the
1: battlefield, Doctor, I actually Doctor Yang opened my eyes to to mm-hmm. a. Uh, to a another environment in which you would need to use self defense and mm-hmm. that was in the battlefield yeah groups, where group settings all mayhem and, and chaos is going on around you i have never experienced and nor would i care to yeah me neither you know right um thank god we're and, not in feudal times needs, yeah. <laughs> you know right exactly so in the battlefield he says he says in, in, in according to what he knows chinese in chinese culture uh historically in the battlefield you never wanted to be on the ground correct and i, I would you agree you never wanted to, and 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 i guess that is why uh rooting is so important mhm yeah the physical uh, act of rooting your you body don't, yeah you don't you don't want to do this you don't want to go to the go to the ground uh this way so right. You what you know your base is wide. Mm-hmm. You're always you're always uh um, in, in in equilibrium or uh, you know in that tai chi uh central equilibrium. Yeah, you know, and that's always maintained. Right, he said. If you know, as soon as you hit the ground, you're 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 dead. He said. It, he, he would tell you know. He would tell us as soon as you. As soon as you hit the ground, just consider your, your yourself dead. You know, somebody going to come and step on you. A horse going to step on you. <laughs> Someone going to come with a spear. You know, uh, uh, something. You're, you're, yeah. you're, consider yourself dead. That's not to say that. That's not to say that I I I don't study ground fighting. I still like I like ground fighting actually. Yeah. Uh, it's just something to think about. It's a whole other context and um, a whole other. It's right frame of thought
0: that's that is exactly right i think that's a key distinction to make is that in the terms of the fighting arts right yeah you have the arts that are more proficient in the standing aspect of fighting that are um i would say that would benefit you in a group setting right if you were in the unfortunate circumstance of having to be in battle and then you've got well yeah but if it's just between two people invariably Things usually right. usually end up on the ground, and it behooves you to understand yes. the dynamics of both, right? So it's like, I think that's the piece with all of this, with the, um what do you tell people? um Yeah, I guess, my and you kind of answered it, because I was going to ask, like, how do you approach the answer to that? But you kind of just said it, which is, yeah, it's, you know, what do you do? What do you tell people when they're like, well, you know, Chinese martial arts has no ground fighting, or, or very little by comparison to, like, you know, a devoutly... Right. Um, like something like Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, which is really focused on just you know ground technique and being on the ground and wrapping people up. Yeah, what's um? But I think you it's answered art,
1: that. Yeah. Art, yeah, and specialty, art correct. And, specialty. They and specialize in, Chinese, in different and, things, yeah, right. And, and Chinese martial arts, you, 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 there's all these things that you do. You know, there's external, there's internal, there's there's uh, there's weapons, and you know, there's swords, there's spear, there's staff, there's short weapons, long weapon. Yeah how do you get good at one of them? You know, or eventually, um, you know, awesome. some people, they, some people, they, they specialize. I would say, how do you find the commonalities and all? And mm-hmm. in a way, you know, train the roots and the, and the tree trunk. Yep. Right. Cause my teacher would say, Dr. Young would say, you know, everything else is branches and flowers, train the roots and train the tree trunk. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so there's, so there's, there's that uh, forget what we were talking about
0: oh no we're talking about the brazilian jiu jitsu and the fighting of like ground fighting and standing oh, fighting oh specialty and specialty yeah. and art i yeah. mean
1: those guys are artists i yeah. watch i watch i i i enjoy watching ground fighting oh it's impressive especially it's impressive. especially the uh those those the the artists the jiu-jitsu artists like um, Eddie Bravo's got got some pretty pretty good competitions that he's I've that he's those. putting together yeah. and those guys are so swift and smooth and and you know they know each other's a lot of a lot of people they know each other's techniques um, so I, a lot of times I think it comes down to to speed mm-hmm. um, and 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 um, it's just amazing to watch they're 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 absolute artists they're yep. ground artists I agree. You know? And and uh, I know that I... So it's interesting because, okay, so why is it that the Brazilian martial arts is more pursued, sought after? Why is that gaining notoriety, popularity? Mm-hmm. Um, there's that question. And um, I think Joe Rogan answers it well. It's like and what he says, and it's interesting. And And for me, I'm not that type of personality or fighter or artist, but mm-hmm. what he says is very interesting how you can go as hard as you can with with the least amount of injury comparatively to the standing and fighting arts going as hard as you can um you know, you are you're liable to to break something break someone break yourself mm-hmm. more so uh, more so than than the the ground arts you know, jujitsu, mm-hmm. you know on the ground you, you can tap out you know right yeah
0: yeah. So that's I've heard that's I've heard my him.
1: answer and my question too. Yeah. The
0: yeah. No it's, a, it's it's a good one. And he I agree. He said the same thing. I've heard those sentiments. And I think it's like the context of the culture too, right? We're a culture that likes um we like watching sporting events. Sports and athletics are huge in this culture too. So in the context of like that niche of things being televised and people watching and like and seeing two people combat, I mean I think in that context it's like Brazilian jiu-jitsu does ex- excel in a 1 to 1 situation. You know, it really does. Like I mean, they're all pretty adamant that you need, you know, fighting skills that are that are standing. You need to know how to throw a basic punch, you need to know how to throw mm-hmm. a basic kick, some basic throws, you know, these things when you're standing up. But yeah, I think it's just we're also cuz we're not we're not there is no sport where 50 people go, 25 people on one side and 25 on another just go balls out and attack each other, you yeah. know. There's and it would it would be very different like that. Have a, you seen
1: those Have you seen those group MMA fights? No, really, there are such which things, is, which is really interesting. Oh I think my god, an interesting idea. But there are actually it's more I think international. But, wow, I've never uh, even heard of I that. guess that way. <laughs> <laughs> Internationals this way, <laughs> right behind me. <laughs> but, but, yeah, it's, but it's basically uh, you know it's an MMA fight. It's you know a stand up wow. and ground fighting, but there's like a team. What there's a team going out. dude. We should. Oh man! Pull, pull, ask your guy to put it up. One up
0: on <laughs> Young Jamie. I wish I had a Young Jamie. <laughs> pull up, pull up, so we can watch that. No, that's crazy. Wow, I've never even heard of that. <laughs>
1: yeah, they're pretty interesting. Pretty wow, interesting. what a
0: trip. Um, yeah. Well, that's that's pretty interesting. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah, have, that's, a, that's something to look up then when I when we're done with this. That's I will definitely look nah, up. Well, so hobby. Going back to just this the larger construct of you know this this whole conversation like. You're out now. You've graduated from the mountain, correct? You're like... You graduated when? This September? Recently? Past
1: so, June.
0: This past June. June, okay. June.
1: Yeah, this past June.
0: So the nine years is up. You're out of this program of nine years. Um, you're you're a disciple of of Dr. Yang Zhuing Ming and looking to disseminate the Chinese martial arts and the health aspects and whatnot. So what are you... Yeah, what does the future look like? Where, where are you aiming? What is Javi's like future plans for how to like teach this stuff in modern times, given the challenges that we've talked about in the last, you know, hour and 45 minutes, like of just the things that, um, stop people from training or, you know, the, the lack of understanding, like, how are you, how are you planning to Mm -hmm. teach this stuff? Yeah. How are you, what what are you looking to do?
1: One of the things, um, I actually wanted to touch on it earlier in terms of teaching. One of the things that I learned or that I'm, uh, that I'm um, struggling with or am learning right now is the idea of uh, teaching, leading through example.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: so one of the things that I've been studying with my partner is uh, my girlfriend is this modality, a new modality of uh, nonviolent communication, compassionate mm-hmm. communication. Mm-hmm. And this guy's really interesting um, in terms of technique and vision, um, never try to teach anybody anything. Mm. You never try to teach anybody anything, you know, it's, you know, the, the, and, and, and it gets echoed a lot for me in, in, in my life. The best thing you could do is just try to, just try to be an example. So, okay, well, then you ask, well, what does, where does that leave me?
0: yeah if you're not if you're you're not teaching right yeah that that was right if if it's not people come to a class and you're not quote-unquote teaching then what are you doing are you sharing well that's
1: right well that's the thing yeah and that's the thing it's like uh okay well and that's assuming that i have a class or hold a class sure maybe i just um retreat to the mountain yeah right (laughs) but then there's you know what what are you contributing because Mm -hmm. uh to the larger community and to the larger populace, uh, there's, there's, a, a sense of contribution, you know, do you want to contribute? And part of the thing that part of the reasons that, that, that drove me to the mountain was how can I best help people? Yeah. I, in looking for a, in looking for a career path and a professional path, well, you know, it's like, well, you know, I want to help people. That's, that's, I think that's your natural heart. For a lot of us, that's our natural heart. How do I help people? You know, doctors want to help people. Service, yeah. So you, yeah, we want to give service and, yeah. and, contrib- and contribute. Yeah. So, so part of the reason in me going to the mountain was, well, I need to first work on me first. And, 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 and then that'll come at the service and the contribution later, that'll come. Yeah. It's, it's it's so interesting and and what i envision and feel is what what i'm trying to do in in my partnership with my uh with my girlfriend is what she would call um intentional community yeah for sure intentional community so Going back to and, and and just because of my appreciation of what was and cultures of the past, uh, my my perspective, my mind has has opened to the idea of uh, community living, um, working the land, mm-hmm. and and um, producing producing my own uh, food mm-hmm. and and. Going through that process of what would be really interesting, and I have not done is uh, raising livestock, yeah and 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 using that as a source of nourishment food. yep and then and then figure out and figure out from there what my place might be.
2: because
1: mm-hmm. the, the idea is the idea was going through this program. Well, you are going, you're going to be a teacher. And actually that's part of our, that's part of our, our commitment to the arts is to share the knowledge. Yeah. So, you, so you mentioned sharing. Yeah. So I want to share the knowledge. And mm-hmm. the thing is, is I'm not a brick and mortar guy. Yeah. I feel I, I'm not, I, I do not desire to, to open a school or lease a, a building. I may, I may do it and, 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 and have a class, um, in striving to adhere to to the Qigong principles, Tai Chi principles, let's go out, let's go out for a walk, yeah. And let's do some, let's do some Tai Chi on a hike.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Let's uh, uh, let's camp out, let's camp out on a ranch, and and sit by the fire. In the morning, you know, we'll uh, we'll get up and and do some Qigong, and and uh, you know, we'll do some you know, weapons, or we'll do some Tai Chi, mm-hmm. and. We'll incorporate good food, yeah, right. Incorporate yeah. good food. We'll talk about the digestive aspects. We'll talk about um, neuro- the, the 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 reverence of of communing, you know, with your food, with the lifestyle medicine.
0: Yes, yeah. Right,
1: with all these things that end up being your 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 medicine. Yeah, that's that's where my head is.
0: I like it. I mean, I like it. I, I do. I mean, I, I think that there's, and there's a lot of wisdom in it because for for a few different reasons, but I think the, the big one that I'm hearing you as you're saying it is that like, yes, I mean, teaching is important, right? Sharing whatever you want to like label you want to give to it. I think we all have to mm. do that. Uh, we have to like share our knowledge. But I think there's also kind of what I'm hearing you say is that you're like, I'm also going to like live my life, get these baselines met and then see in a sense yeah. what life presents to me too. There's a, there's a kind of like a what you're still you're still in a place where you're letting it unfold, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Cuz I think so most, most people I talk to in the circles that I I you know, I I I just connect with people are so like I've got the vision, this is what I'm going to do and I'm going for it and it's like that's great. Like that definitely mm. works, but there's not a ton of um I I I'm a, I'm a lot more like you. I'm a lot more mm. like Yeah. I I am always of the mind I have to process my shit first. Like I always have to, I'm
1: still learning myself. Yeah. Like I'm I'm
0: not, I don't, I'm 37 and I don't feel like I have, I mean, I don't feel like I have, you know, my life together. I, um, I feel like I have to let things unwind. I have to let things, and there is kind of an, things happen by osmosis with me, you know, like not pushing too hard and just letting things unfold and being really comfortable with my pain. You know, like, I'm like, God, you know, there's so much of my internal bullshit that comes up, but I I like what you're saying in terms of you're letting it kind of percolate you know you're like i'm just gonna like get 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 these other things online and then see what um what comes my mom always said to me you know she's like when the student is ready the teacher appears you know so it's Mm -hmm. like i think if you're kind of still you have that student mind which is great you know you're still like i do i'm still receptive in learning and then the next teacher whatever that looks like is probably going to pop its you know head into the picture whether that's a a foundation or a project or whatever the thing is Mm -hmm. but i like that you're willing to um yeah, you're willing to like let it unfold, but I I have like said this before, uh, not just because like we're doing an interview, you know, but I I really like, I think you're going to have tremendous impact given that you've taken um, you've taken the time to dedicate so much of your time and your life force to like learning something in the traditional sense,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it's also going to express differently given who you yeah. are, who you are in this world at this time, right. given right. your age. Uh, you and I are pretty close in age. It's like. Yeah, that's great. I mean, you're going to like it's and I think the arts do have to change shape a little bit because there are very few people that are going to be willing to do what you did and to 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 live um, and have the means and the resources and the time to do that. You know, it was huge sacrifices right. to do what you did. So I think it's really good that you've done that. Um, you're like a living example. You're kind of you've done it. You're like, yeah, I live these traditional methods, but I'm also going to mm. like live my life as me <laughs> yeah. and see how it you know changes and what it's going to look like which is pretty cool
1: yeah i guess you know what the the what we're speaking of is is the comparison to uh, me having a you know go, getting out of school opening up a, a a a place or starting a school in which i start to take all these like students or i hold a, a, a an immersion program that i also participated in as well yeah, yeah. and it uh, yeah i don't see my i don't see myself doing that and a lot of people ask that you know you open up a school right you know you show up in school and i get i guess i will it's just um yeah there's so many things to consider and you're you're always teaching by 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 example I mean, we're always teaching each other by example so i try to be cognizant of that yeah and and that really makes me question a lot of the things that I do and want to do, um, being true to myself, and then also try to understand what the natural path is, because I believe our 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 teacher is is that of nature is within nature. And you know you
2: mm-hmm.
1: you you can uh, back me up on this. Uh, who is the reigning um, superior authority? Um, which is a common question you know nowadays who mm. who who knows what 's right and in studying you know these arts and tai Chi and and, and Qigong, you know we want to get back to nature and 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 that's our that 's our teacher yeah and so so that's a lot of times that's that's what i 'm pursuing right? and that and that manifests in the form of me wanting you know fresh air um, and and clean water yeah um, and the basics and yeah nourishing food. Mm-hmm. nourishing food that that hasn't been that hasn't gone through a lot of processes
0: yeah yeah the baselines right
1: yeah the baselines I, of how it, we take in
0: yeah sustenance and yeah those things i mean it's really really important to like the health of the human organism
1: right that is without I find question comfor- I, it's interesting i find so much uh enjoyment and comfort and and <laughs> in uh in a regulated uh uh a bowel movement <laughs> <laughs> Right, the majesty—the majesty of a good dump. You know, when you're off your when you're off your schedule, or you oh have something God. that you didn't eat right, or something that didn't sit with you, and like when you're on your schedule, and then and it's like, oh yeah, I'm back to normal. I'm, you know what I'm saying? Yes. There's a lot of well, there are a lot of things that we use to yeah to to gain pleasure yeah to gain pleasure, and you know, for me, it's like coming outside and you know some good some good air and just feeling that in the nose and coming through and, oh, yeah. and know that's going into my lungs and then oh, my great. cells are using that and taking that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Oh, <laughs> you're speaking my language, man. <laughs> We're into
0: similar shit. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I, I feel you. Um, yeah. one thing I wanted to circle back with is just and ask you because, um, so, you know, this traditional method that you've taken, you know, of, um, you know, the, the you know, the father teacher of uh, yeah. Dr. Young, um, and I think that like a lot of people take on, they take on these roles, right? We take on like a a, a teacher that we're going to learn from and you, you know, that was something I noticed. I had, you know, I had had some experiences in my martial training where that was um, essentially just the teaching method wasn't great or the the, the teachers were...
1: I don't know what you want to call it. Mis- they had their shortcomings.
0: <laughs> yeah, to say the least. And misguided in how that... They're uh, human. Yeah, they're human. And we all are, right? I mean, That's, it's like right. no hate, no hatred or judgment, but just that like didn't go well, you know, in terms of how the, like that domineering, you know, hard, hard martial edge of like, here's the knowledge. You're the student. I'm the teacher. Shut the hell up. Train. And I, there's a little bit of ownership, you know, and, yep. I, and I can see the medicine in that, but it's like anything left unchecked. It can be problematic you know there were you know years back um you know i was part of a martial arts school where the you know essentially just the teaching method wasn't sound um and the entire school fell apart you know i left and then a lot of people left and it was just like they were tired of being more or less feeling like they were being dominated by the teaching method and it was like the the line of um you know, we're here to study Kung Fu, but we're not here to have you tell us how to live our life or to like to, to butt into affairs outside of training. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, you know, I, like I feel like to a degree, like you've had the healthy expression essentially like Dr. Young, I, like I love Dr. Young and he's got such a good heart and I love his mission and he's a, a very reasonable human being. And I know he's got his hard edge. He has to, to like, has to, right? To like, to like have this program go through. But, um what are your thoughts on like on, on that that like because pe- people do get kind of turned off by martial arts there's like a cult-like thing you know where like they kind of think that like oh you've got to you've got to become part of this cult to learn this information and um yeah i mean I, I it can it can go sour and it can go really well i feel like you know your program is an example of like a balanced version where things have gone well and i know i'm sure yeah. there were, i'm sure there were struggles but right um overall like what would be your encouragement to people, or guidelines, and if they're going to like navigate this stuff, and they have apprehension about you know finding a teacher, but not wanting to be controlled or
1: dominated? It's the simplest man. It's the, it's the it's the simple things that they don't that, that they don't teach us in school. It's what I had to learn um, the the hard way and seek out. Um, was that it's the idea of uh, for me, it's connection and the sustaining and nourish nourishing the connection
0: you're talking connection between student and teacher
1: yeah and Mm. and for and for me it's it's two people it's 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 um they they don't teach us how to talk and express and articulate feelings um emotions therefore our needs are not expressed let's say uh, gracefully Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and we're left to fight it out with each other Mm
2: -hmm. that seems
1: to be the norm and then like i see i see that manifesting more so or maybe i'm more sensitive to that Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and and it's and and it really makes me look at my my martial martial training because I try because um, the term uh, wushu, mm-hmm. uh, which which is also Chinese martial arts, um, is translated as "stop the weapon."
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So our our roots are very defensive, and our roots are not for perpetuation of conflict or violence, but should be to resolve it and stop it.
2: Mm-hmm
1: and the idea of 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 dominance and dominating culture is is uh extracurricular study of mind of mine Mm -hmm. because it's so rampant and you actually we see it Every day on 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 media on the news, you see the domination culture. You see domination strategies. You see domination words, yeah. and it's basically hard. You know, in terms of martial Chinese martial arts, it's basically hard overpowering uh, strategies.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Strategies of hard overpowering everything and everybody, and then it so makes you think. Okay, well. How does the soft come into play?
0: Right. Well, you've had
1: in those realms.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and you've had like I was yeah, and it, it's circling back to this is like you had you did have a very harsh. I mean, there was a lot of harsh training in what you did for for that. It's very dominating. <laughs> it's yeah, very dominating. <laughs> it's very dominating. Right.
1: Very dominating.
0: And you came out of it. I mean, you're still sane, right? You haven't like lost your mind and I know you had your right. struggles. We've talked about that in, you know, private mm-hmm. conversations of just what you went through emotionally going, you know, through the mountain. But it's like, you did. For com- people
1: who don't know though, for people who don't know, yeah. it's, is I mean, imagine a, uh, imagine all day, every day, your teacher just, On you, you know, telling you, telling you, you know, how poorly you're doing and yeah. not really saying it that way. But, you know, to the, to the point where, gosh i don't know if i can meet the level that he's requiring or asking
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know f- fr- from me so there's a introspection that has to happen and then you know the the, the meditation comes in and and you have to be mm-hmm. you have to be able to just sit with yourself and and yes that hard edge is there and but but it's it's You have those things with any. I think with any father, because I experienced that with my father as well in 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 discipline. And essentially, it's their form of discipline. Yeah, their way of disciplining you. Yeah. So that's what that's what I um, experienced. And of course, there's ways that I wouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. There's ways, or there are ways that there are things that I have seen and felt and experienced that i personally wouldn't do to 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 another person yeah um and so that and then so you ask yourself well, what kind of teacher do i want to be right
0: right Right. Uh the question i ask myself all the time
1: (laughs) so here's something that's interesting too is the you know the chinese martial arts is 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 rooted in military culture so in military culture, it's all dominance. You say, you know, what what the higher authority says, you do. Correct. So you have that as well, and then and then you start to think and you wonder what is the best as we move forward. What is idealistically um, a better form of transmission? I think of the arts, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's a killing. It's a you know, it's a it's a killing art, and you're you're you're. You know, you're fighting for your life. Yeah. And so the harder that you're, the harder your teacher pushes you physically, spiritually, emotionally, psychologically, the better equipped you are to, to adapt and survive.
0: Absolutely. And I think it's a really good thread to, it's relevant nowadays. You know, our culture is pretty sensitive, man. People are so ready to be so readily and easily offended to it's almost like people search for offense you know there's so much it's like people are just looking for a reason to get rattled you know like they're just like so what you're really saying is you know i've
1: heard about this it's, i've heard about this and i haven't i don't think i've experienced it experience it too much but i've heard of this yes yeah yeah, well you've
0: been on a mountain for 10 years bro yeah yeah yeah, it's interesting yeah it is it's
1: totally it's
0: it's totally there uh you know it's like i mean i think like tell me how this plays out can you give me an example oh god um god it's like there's so many it's almost almost like i'm drawing a blank like um overly sensitive yeah really sensitive and, and people looking for Looking for an injury. Have you seen the interview with Jordan Peterson and Kathy Newman? Where no. okay, so Jordan Peterson is talking to Kathy Newman about various different things, and it, I mean, it's like a meme now. Every other phrase is he—he'll say something very logical, down to earth, explaining his idea, and really trying to like get her to get it. And she's like, "So what you're saying is," and then would just like spin it into this vitriolic attack of of, of essentially trying to like reword it to 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 fit an agenda you know where she's looking for a way to dig into an idea that she's already got but it's mm. a, it's a very it's almost like a hypersensitive stance that people take it's almost like people can't um you know the, the politically correct movement i i think political correctness has its place but ridden too far it starts to become like it's like people controlling your thoughts you you can't rib somebody you can't make a joke um you know comedians um, <clears throat> comedians performing at universities and mm-hmm. and getting kicked off because they're being disrespectful and it's like no they're just prodding and making jokes like people can't mm-hmm. they become very sensitive where they can't they can't take someone you know mocking them you know even in the context mm-hmm. of comedy and people get I, I always think about this because I'm like god you guys were on a mountain for 10 years just having someone just you know pound yes. that mm-hmm. pound like that discipline and like hard structure on you and it's like <clears throat> I know that, like I said, I know it's difficult, but there's been some tremendous fruits that have been bared from it, and you're and you're out. Yeah. And I think it's just it's a it's a relevant thing to. I think you'll be an interesting bridge, like like I said, you've gone through that, and it's like you're also kind of a living testament that you're probably going to teach it differently in light of that, you know. And it doesn't yeah. just part of it's not who you are, part of it's you know choice, but I think it's. Um, it's really good man. It, it, martial arts, I think I what I like about martial arts is such a contradictory element, you know? They're they're fighting, yes. they're fighting arts but they really access you into all of these different aspects of experience and yeah. integration, you know? And that's that's the coolest part about it that it's like I don't have all the answers and that it keeps me it keeps me on my toes like training this stuff yep. and thinking about it. It's just like, man, it takes you in so many th- different directions.
1: Like, let's think about it this way. Let's think about it this way. It's energy exchange. Yeah. Right. Is. Anytime, anytime yeah. there's two people, right? You, you, you feel me on this? Yeah. It's energy exchange, and and in that context that you describe, is she trying to dominate the? Let's say the the message. Is she trying to dominate the? the 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 person or or their message Mm -hmm. is she is she is she listening just to build an argument right Mm -hmm. um and and it's so interesting because fighting arts externally you see an energy exchange verbally there's always energy exchange and Mm -hmm. there's still those aspects of domination there's still those strategies of domination we don't necessarily talk about that but we should talk about the fighting aspects of uh, verbal communication oh yeah in that there's energy exchange okay so where's the knowledge base and where is the curriculum to teach us well there's always going to be conflict and there's always going to be uh um ideas of of right and wrong yeah um how do we navigate though how do we navigate those in a tai chi way
0: mm-hmm. and
1: not not softly but i'm saying like gracefully
0: well in yielding right like the principle of tai chi like yielding and re- taking taking in something and redirecting as opposed to just yeah a, sti- a just, steel a steel kick to the teeth right
1: <laughs> yeah which is which is just one aspect right right, right. and 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 it's interesting because it I feel like my sensitivity is now to 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 hear somebody who's speaking hard mm-hmm. tone, verbiage, and, yeah. and and intention, and to be like yeah, that's a to see the weakness in that. Yeah. Similar, similarly to the bully. Yeah. Seeing the the weakness in in, in the bully.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the, so right. this
1: has led me to studying uh, now um, modalities that help us to understand, like our our the words that we use, why we use the words that we use, and mm-hmm. and understanding <clears throat> that a lot of times it falls short to uh, to to explaining and articulating the inner experience. Yeah. Yeah. For example, for example, um, if you ask people to name ten different emotions, or how many different emotions can you name? I think studies show that people can really only name uh, three, three, four, maybe maybe five. Mm-hmm. So I study this wheel of emotions, right, right, right. right. Because when I'm talking to somebody to to someone, um, I want to be clear and understand one where what i'm experiencing and then try to articulate what to to them what is uh, what is in yeah. me so if i come off as one way they perceive that one way mm-hmm. let's say angry um you're angry Well, I'm not really, I'm not angry, you know, they say you're angry, I'm not angry, this is, uh, this is actually me frustrated, angry is me just, (laughs) you know, something like that. You want to see angry? (laughs) Yeah, exactly, you know, (laughs) but, uh, you know, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, is understanding, learning, and um, being okay with, with having shortcomings in that arena yeah being able being able to 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 speak and then also navigate gracefully through conversations and through um opposing ideas right without without losing your family member right We were right. talking about this you know friendships and and families being torn um, apart being torn apart yes and broken um Well, that's a that's from from ideas.
0: Well, that's it. I mean, that's
1: That's it. That's a fighting arts, bro. We're killing each other on a whole other level. Well, totally. That's. I mean,
0: that's the thing. I mean, people in a whole other way. Yeah. That there's this like there's this trend now where people disagree with one another. Um, It's it's if you disagree with me, Javi, I'm offended immediately. Just that you disagree with me. Do you know what I mean? There's that that tone is like very real in the culture. If you if you if you don't see it my way. I'm immediately offended. And that happens on both sides, right? People that are conservative and liberal. People really? that are like in, you know, the, the social justice scene who are like if you don't, you know, if you don't see you don't see it this way, you know, it, whatever whatever the, the the agenda is, I'm immediately offended before the conversation even starts, as opposed to just exploring the idea, right? It's that softness of like, wait a minute, Let's just explore the idea and chill out, you know, and just have that discourse, but people don't. It's very contentious very quickly now. People are very sensitive and immediately looking for an offense in a, in a where their rights have been violated. right away, and it's like, "Wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. before we get there, let's just have the conversation. But I think the context of all of this stuff, right, the martial training, the value. I think um I've said this to people before, you know that one of the things I love most about martial art training is that it's like good for my spirit when I come out of a martial art training session in a good one with a group of people, my attitude and my mindset is a little more resilient. My skin mm. is a little thicker and I just don't mm. feel like I'm not knocked off my root as easily, you know, mentally, mm. not mm-hmm. just physically, but like mentally and emotionally, mm-hmm. I'm just a little more stable. My skin's a little thicker, you know, which I think is good because there's so much going on. You know, there's so many, so many things where people are just, they're just getting, you know, tossed around 50 different directions. But, um, mm-hmm. well, Javi, one thing, I think we're gonna wrap up here soon. We're coming up on two and a half hours, which is pretty okay. good. Let's keep going, man. Pretty, Let's keep going. We'll keep, we'll keep wrapping. We'll go, <laughs> go go for six hours.
1: Okay, because because this is what I ask. Yeah, yeah. What right? What's worth fighting for? Yeah, it's a question, right?
0: Yeah, what's wow.
1: worth kill, killing for?
0: Man, I mean, usually I always think it's like it's like, it's the it's the, bit, the base like the baseline tenets, right? Like protecting like those you love. Yeah, you know, like we I, can I mean, say that. It, it's like pretty much. I mean, I always think like if someone went after my daughter, I'm like, as much as I wouldn't want to do it. I mean, that would would be, that would be the context pretty quickly. Or my wife, my mom, of
1: course, or or opposing friend.
0: Yeah. Opposing ideas. No. Right. Right. And it's like, people forget that like death isn't just mean the end of the physical body. There's metaphoric deaths all the time. A breakup with a, with a, with a girlfriend or boyfriend is a death, you know? And I'm talking like that they just break up because they grew apart, but that's still a mini death in life, you know? And Mm -hmm. it's like, I think people have forgotten that it's like, yeah, we don't need to end friendships because we disagree. You know, I know mm. people that I'm not a huge fan of Trump. I know people that love Trump, and I'm like, I'm not gonna like hate them either. You know what I mean? It's like we disagree, For and sure. it's it's gonna ruffle some feathers. And I'm gonna be like, ugh. But right. I'm but I'm also not gonna be in this place where I hate people because they're still people. They still have families that they love. They're still good to their kids. They're still you know what I mean. There's
1: mm-hmm. still these
0: pieces where it's like we don't need to inflict death and damage upon these connections. And I, I agree. I mean, I think that's a real question to ask the, the micro and the macro, right?
1: Yeah. The context
0: of the fighting arts. And then it's like, okay, but like just conflict with people, you know, and how we, how we navigate this. Um, but I was going to ask you this. you, Because pe- I, and I, and other people have asked me this too. People that know Dr. Young, right. And this is going to be mm-hmm. more for the people that know who he is. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite story? of Dr. Yang from the 10 years on the mountain or do you have like a memorable moment Ooh. with Dr. Yang that was like this was really funny or this was really amazing or there was you know some something was there anything that, that like just stands out in any context that you would want to Gosh. share about on the mountain with Dr. Yang that's
1: a good question let me see I I mean, it's gonna be juicy I guess uh
0: he's a wizard man so I have to ask
1: like I know he's a funny guy and god he's he knows how to wear his masks he knows how to wear his masks mm. let's see uh, um something interesting. give me a sec give me no, a second no take your here, take man. your time man take your yeah, time ho-
0: <laughs> i'm enjoy watching you think about it <laughs> yeah <laughs> because there's a lot in there i know i know there's a lot in there
1: oh okay well here's here it is dude and it wasn't even everybody appreciates this it was it was the first time i met him okay it was the first time i met him it wasn't even you know we hadn't even gotten to the mountain yet i think i told you this so i don't even know him but i study with some other tai chi practitioners who attend his seminars on a Mm -hmm. yearly basis you know Mm -hmm. and you know they they respect him and and for a couple of years they're telling me hey, you should meet this guy you know mm-hmm. he's going to start a long-term program and you might yeah. be interested and he might be interested in you you should meet him and uh i said okay well gosh i don't know that sounds like a commitment and eventually i i go to one of his workshops and i meet him and and i just kind of see uh, you know i'm watching him he he he's he's the type that he's not afraid to to slap your hand if it's wrong yeah i I see him doing that to grown men i see him (laughs) doing that to grown men and 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 you know they don't they don't put up any they don't they don't put up a fuss about it right yeah so i said, wow that's interesting because i i don't see you know i don't see that and then and then you know on the break he goes and he you know meditates in the corner Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. on the workshop break and then like at the end of the workshop i didn't even participate maybe i I don't even participate in the workshop, but at the end of the workshop, he, he's like, okay, let's, let's talk. Yeah. And he's like, okay, let's, let's go outside. And, um, he's like, uh, so you think you can train on the mountain for, for 10 years without, you know, without your family and friends and right. And it's like, oh wow. Okay. Is that what we're doing? Um, (laughs) is that, is that where (laughs) this is going already? (laughs) Okay. Uh, all right bro you know yeah so um another topic of discussion is is the distinguishing between the the heart voice and the mind voice and the body voice um because because i'm you know in my heart i'm like this is actually what i've dreamt about like this Mm -hmm. is every martial arts artist's dream you know
0: the archetypal dream yeah
1: yeah exactly um so he asked, you know, so you think you can do it, you know, you that's a lot of commitment and it requires a lot of strength and yeah. um perseverance and he's like, "What are you going to do when you get horny?" Wow, legitimate question. I'm like, yeah, I'm legitimate like, question. Wow. I was I was always I, I was like, "You know, what are you going to do on the mountain when you get horny?" And then he's like, "Can you be spanked?" And I'm like, 20 <laughs> I'm like 24 years old. <laughs> can oh you be man, if you <laughs>
0: <laughs> to have those two questions asked back to back <laughs> is hilarious. What do you do, Horny? And can you be spanked? Oh, he's like,
1: fuck. That's he's hilarious. like, can you? If you make a mistake, if you make a mistake, can you accept spanking? So I'm like thinking, define mistake. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? Well, let's it's be like, very
0: clear on definitions here. Oh, that's God. That. Yeah, in that. <laughs> in it, but in that,
1: you know, it, yeah, it's that's that that's what really. That st- still sticks out to me. I just remember being in that parking lot, and he's like, "That other guy right there, he wants to, he wants to, uh he also wants to be a part of the program too." It's like, oh, really good, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So, what did he? What did he say about the spanking question? <laughs> yeah. What
0: was his response to the horny question?
1: And the yeah, How are you going to deal with the horny thing? So, but, but uh, my answer to funny. that, my, my answer to that was, well, train So, yeah, I think that I think it worked out. Yeah, yeah.
0: I I do too, man. No, that's great. That's very cool. Um, yeah. No, Javi, thank you, man, for <laughs> your time and like fielding all the questions.
1: Yeah, it's fun, man. Yeah, it's
0: great. And um, so, if people, if they want to find you, um, you know, so like you have social media. Like, where can people, you know, find you? How do they kind of like track what you're doing? That kind of thing. At,
1: at Rome Fit with Javi. At Rome Fit with Javi. So I'm 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 doing and using that. That's your Rome that's Fit. your that's your Instagram.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Instagram and Twitter and uh and also there's a Facebook page also. Uh, there's a RomeFit uh Facebook page. Okay. There's RomeFit.net. And then there's my Patreon page, which cool. I just started. Very cool. So I'm doing a year long uh study and Sh- um sharing of the tai chi mm-hmm. form the 108 long form breaking it down and providing a drill a day so that uh so i can kind of give an idea about how i approach it and how yeah. i practice and yeah. and how i think that others could could benefit in in their practice and it's basically just breaking things down breaking the postures and movements down and the transitions down into upper body lower body drills mm-hmm. arm drills and um, and so basically what I do is I, I provide it's all the Tai Chi Tran calendar series yeah. and I give people a drill a day I cool. give people a drill a drill a drill day and yeah. it's, it's pr- progressive from the first part to the second part and it spans the whole 2019 and the grand vision is to step into the uh, 2020s
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, w- with a more uh, integrated tai-, tai Chi lifestyle
0: cool very cool man yeah well, again, man, thank you. Um, yeah, this won't be the last time we talk, obviously.
1: But <laughs> yeah, let's do it again.
0: Yeah, but I'm looking forward to to just what you how you disseminate this, man, and how, and how all this information is going to come through you. It's exciting. So I'm in total support. I have faith. And I'm looking forward to collaborating with you in any capacity, whatever that looks let's like. Do
1: yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Sacred Sites Qigong.
0: That's right. That's right. I'm with you, man. All right, man. Well, thank you again. Thank you. All right. Take care.